people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this new guest Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Sports are happening. Yep. Well, yeah. And whenever we say uh, that, what we mean is there is competition taking place on a field somewhere right. at some time. And it is sometimes electrifying, most of the time a little bit boring. But the time is now for us to enjoy the sports chatter about everything happening around every other big-time league. No offense to Major League Baseball. I think even MLB fans know there's 7,000 games yep. left. Yep. And this is really the mid-time where I guess the Reds could get hot. That's yeah. true. The Reds could go on a run. Oh, my God, the Reds are a team of right. destiny. Holy right. shit, Kirk Street's front row looking very cool. Yeah. and But they can still collapse completely. Oh, yeah. Not even oh, yeah. the playoffs. That doesn't even matter. So yeah. these games, there isn't really any, you know, kind of consequence to any nope, of them. Yeah. So it's oh. tough for some of us to sit around and watch. Hey. All right, now, his next pitch is one that is going to be very important. Look out for the clock. We saw two weeks ago, and then ball. All right. Ooh. He will step onto the mound. 1-1, one, one, obviously, here. The hitter that we're looking at here is a strike. Okay. Uh-oh. One, two here. All right. Now, I wonder if he'll go back to that same pitch there. Has to have a good read on it. Foul. Ah. Fought it off. Still one, two here. Not bad. Next pitch. What do we think he's going to go with? You know, he's in a favorable position. He could really get aggressive with this yeah. one. Maybe throw some junk. Ooh, ball. Low Ooh. Two, two. Two, two. Oh, look shit. out. Two, two. All right, I'm wondering if he's going to be able to see it here. Obviously, make a break. Don't want to go into a full count. Foul! 2-2 okay. ah, count. Good battle. His average 2-2 count. So this is something we've been talking about, the pitch clock. We wondered if these at-bats were going to get slower. Ooh, hey, time from the batter. Okay, he's allowed to take one of those. Mm -hmm. Took it. Right okay. time. Yep. He's back in now. All right, see, that is an interesting thing. We've been wondering about whether or not. Bolt! 3-2, full count. Wow. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. got to come right. to him here. Mm -hmm. Clean the cleats. Here we go. Clean the fucking cleats. Runners are moving. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. He's back in there with at least enough time there. Looking at, oh, time. All right, we're taking a break. Mm -hmm. Okay, pitcher takes his. Uh, <clears throat> all right, let's get back in here now. We got the rosin. Foul! All right. Ah. <laughs> Full count still. Yep. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we have moved past midnight already on the East Coast of this game going on at this at-bat. And strike! He's got him! Wow. One out mm -hmm. in the bottom of the sixth. Okay. Yeah. That's fucking tough to watch. <laughs> Terrible. We just did it as a sports talk show. I couldn't even imagine any show ever thinking about doing that uh -huh. ever in the history because of how boring it sounds. That's what people are expecting me to sign up for. I can't fucking do it. Nope. Okay? I appreciate when they go to that farm in Iowa. It is a beautiful thing. Sure. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I like that the, the visuals and the optics and the environment seem to be electrifying. And I've enjoyed this College World Series over there in Omaha. There's been comebacks and great tales. And I guess there's double elimination sometimes and mm -hmm. not in the other time. And it feels like it is electrifying. I enjoy it. But God damn, there's no sports on right now. No, there aren't. So whenever we're talking about sports, what we're talking about is all the, the stories and the chatter happening yeah. around the sports. The what? draft for the NBA is tomorrow. Yeah, we go. Yeah, Guess who we're going to have on the show today? Who's that? Who's that? Adrian, Adrian Wojnarowski. Wojnarowski? Yeah, Wojnarowski. Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj. I'm going to be honest. This is the first time I've seen a full name written out right here. <laughs> I thought he was related to the Wojnarowski. Oh, like Gene. Uh, Gene? Yeah, mm. he is not. Oh, no. no. These are different. Yep. Different yeah. guy. They kind of look like they might be brothers or cousins or something like that. Both yeah. Polish. Same. Definitely. Year. 
So that is not that's a different last name. Anyways, yeah. Adrian Wojnarowski, yeah. who in 2010 was voted he was voted the worst uh, sports reporter or sports taker in the media in 2010 when he was working for Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. first criticism of LeBron James. Yeah. Bias is what they call. So it. then he goes to ESPN 2017, and I'm I'm gonna be honest, I don't know basketball that much. I assumed the Woj bomb was a thing since like 2010. Yeah, me too. So when I heard he was a Yahoo, and then he got hi- hired to ESPN in 2017, and obviously he says "fuck you" to a Republican. Yeah, <laughs> that was sweet. In 2020, now we're in 2023. It just seems like the Woj bomb has been around forever, and I yeah. guess it yeah. probably has been mm-hmm. in some circles. But he's only been at ESPN for six years. I mean, that is it's crazy. Uh, that is a wild thing. Can't wait to chat with him. I don't think we've ever had him on this program. We are a Shams program. Everybody yep. knows yep. that. Yep. But whenever you're talking about having the opportunity to choose chat with a guy who seemingly knows everybody in the NBA mm-hmm. and ESPN's covering the draft. Yep. I mean, this was a good conversation to have. Yep. Thankful for it. We'll have 10 minutes of Woj today. Okay. Hey. You know who else we got today doing uh, draft coverage for the NBA? Uh, who's who's that? that? He's on TV right now on ESPN. I don't know what he's saying. No I'm sure this conversation's going to be the exact same as there. Yeah. Jay fucking Billis. Billis oh, hey. Come that, on. He's a white that went to Duke. He's a lawyer. Yep. Quotes Jeezy every morning on his Twitter account. Pretty cool. Has sweet shoe game, covers college basketball. Also, this is his... 21st, I believe. 21st NBA draft. He should have some information on yeah. the other three players other than just Wemby, Scoot, and Brandon, which we... Actually, that's probably the only thing we'll talk about. Sure, yeah. But I can't wait to chat with him. That's a good guy. I think we've had a couple drinks before, he and I. What? Okay. I think I think we've had a couple beers together. What? Like, what? I might have had a... Wait. I might have had a whiskey. What? That was it. Oh, okay. Uh, Just okay. one. It was quick. Responsible. Still good. Hey, yeah, I felt like an adult. <laughs> yeah. He's a lawyer from Duke. Right. Yeah. Could you imagine if old white trash pack comes in there and just gets him blacked out drunk for whatever he's supposed to do? Can't have that. I believe he was the one that actually bought the beer and the whiskey. Why? Right. Anyways, we'll ask him. Good guy. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have Adam Schefter on. Okay. Shefty. Hey, full ESPN Rolodex today. Yeah. Yep. Okay, full ESPN Rolodex here. Shefty is obviously in the news because he's the one that generates a lot of the news alongside Ian and Tom but. and Garofolo mm-hmm. and Field Yates and Jeremy Fowler. Yep. Darlington. And what? Jeff Darlington. Diana Rossini. And uh, Jordan Schultz. Yeah, Maziano. Maziano is certainly uh-huh. an insider. Alan Hahn. Bro, Schultz just no. got so jacked up that we, we were doing all those things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then we just dropped him. Have you seen his Instagram? He's got an interesting little strategy he does. And I've no. got, we run clips from sports and everything like that on our Instagram. Shout out to Gump out there doing the Lord's. Gump. Schultz actually, like somebody will post a video on their Instagram. Yep. Okay. And then four to five seconds later, I don't know how he does it. It's an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Quick. He just rips their video and puts it up on his. Like yep. Sweet IG oh. caption. On top of it. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, you're almost beating the person to their own video. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm following 15 oh. people following Schultz. Right. And it's not like breaking news. It's like, hey, this is this person's life. Yeah. It's happening right now. <laughs> With Schultz's kind of opinions on top of it. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting follow. Schultz what? is doing it, Schultz. He yeah, is. Yep. he is. Have you seen his split screen that he does where he says that he, you know, something over here and then he waits and he goes, and he points down. Oh, really? and I did not know he oh, has yeah. a point down. It was so, it's so sweet. He'll run something that just came out and then he'll say, and I had this to say, mm. and then he'll freeze frame like this for the whole video and then he'll talk on the boss. So you <laughs> kind of look like, with that new hair, which I guess we should get into. Anyway, Schefter's on. Yep. Dalvin Cook was on his podcast, the Adam Schefter podcast. That is a thing. 
Yep, and sure. I assume that that thing could break news anytime it wants to. Oh, yeah, if, definitely. If Schefter really wanted to. Dalvin Cook said, love to play alongside DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. Hey, love, wouldn't mind it at all. Okay. That could potentially happen at a place right now, especially depending upon what these two guys are looking at in the market. You know, some people have said that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be looking for the biggest paycheck. DeAndre Hopkins hasn't said that, though. Nope. He has nope. not come out and said that at all. Mm-mm. Then there's people reporting, well, he's going to want what Odell Beckham Jr. wanted. He just signed for 15 or whatever, up to 18. Yep. Why would Nuke think anything differently than what OBJ just got? He's played more recently than OBJ. Yep. He obviously is the only person that is a weapon on some of the teams that he has been on and been very productive. He is going to expect that type of money. It's like, well, the timing of everything, situations are situational. That's right. Yeah. Nuke knows that. Yep. He, he's yeah. probably learning that as he's taking his trips. Maybe the money won't be that good. So do you take good money and then do a prove-it year and then bang, whenever you're able to hit the actual free agent cycle, whenever there's really money available from teams, you'll be able to go and hit it. So that would mean he's looking for a good situation, a good team, primetime games probably. Uh, you always want to win a Super Bowl in the year yeah. you're trying to prove it. For yeah. sure. You go somewhere else because if you win, there's enough going on. And what if Dalvin Cook's in the same situation? Now, people have assumed because Dalvin Cook's not taking – any visits or doing anything like that, that he has a plethora of options. Mm-hmm. We would agree because he's fucking Dalvin Cook. So right? good. But if Dalvin Cook falls himself in one of those situ- or finds himself in one of those situations as well, where it's like, hey, probably going to have to just do a year thing here because we don't know what the future is and we're not able to offer you as much money as you are currently worth because the timing in which this whole thing took place. So maybe he takes a deal that's like, all right, let's get on a team that's going to be good mm-hmm. and that's going to be in prime time and that potentially wins a Super Bowl because that supersedes everything that you could possibly figure you're out for the next contract when teams are just looking for, hey, you know, LaShawn McCoy got picked up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, bingo. You know what I mean? Still, even without playing in Kansas City, don't know what the reason was. Yeah. No, 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 no. He has, he has said he's some things. He's a couple yeah. of his yeah. opinions yeah. about it. Yeah. But he's awesome. Him Eric, yep. the enemy. Yeah, yep. yeah well, yep. yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. he's yeah. awesome in the mic. And the enemy said, I do not care what is outside of these walls. Mm-hmm. No, no, okay, no. Yeah, the noise outside, I have to I have to listen right here. And I'm like, oh, the enemy hates Oh, yeah. Doesn't Those guys hate each other. <laughs> not yeah. For sure. Yeah, Anyways, do. but at least think about what happened with him from Kansas City uh, down to Tampa Bay, his job, let alone if Dalvin Cook goes in and does well, yep. they win. Next deal could be it. So you would see a team like Kansas City Chiefs, Brett Veach, Fifth figuring out how to fucking get mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook onto their football team. Yeah. And it would be Pacheco and Dalvin Cook in oh. the background, in the backfield. And then it would be tight end university, tight end of the year, Travis Kelsey. Yep. With Nuke, they got uh, Kadarius Toney, yep. who they're starting to get into the offense more and more let alone his, his return game. Nicole, is he still over there? Uh, he's with the Jets now, but MVS, MVS. is over there yep. now. There's the deep threat MVS yep. off the top of it. It's like, yeah, and of course Patrick Mahomes will be able to have a, a never-ending supply of electrifying weapons. Yeah. Right? And I don't know why every other team isn't trying to do what they're doing. And I know Kadarius Tony was supposed to be the next Tyreek Hill. Yep. Supposed to be the next Tyreek Hill. Well, he was at the Giants, he wasn't. No, 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 no. no, no. Joe Judge calling, boys. Setting up for punts, which I like, but not everybody does. Yeah. Terrence Tony has a hamstring, has a hamstring, has a hamstring, has a hamstring. What? Trade to the Chiefs. What? Feel good. Yeah. Wow. Lights feel cool. Let's go ahead and do this. So the Giants technically had a Chiefs like player. And then they said, ah, it doesn't work. Let's get him the fuck out of here. And the Chiefs were like, thank you. You run a 4-2? Thank you. Yeah, we'll take it. Are you untackleable? Thank you. Come on here. And then at quarterback, we got the next one. Mm -hmm. So we have an offense coordinator who knows every single play in the history of football. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, actually. Yep. Yeah. All of them. Have a smarter, all of the plays (laughs) in the history of football. Yeah. 
Uh, offensively. I don't know how yeah. – we're going to have to try him defensively. Yeah, maybe, though. Off, who knows? There's a chance. Offensively, yeah. he knows every play in the history of football, and he's a good play caller. Like, yeah. in games, good play caller knows who and what to attack and how to attack it. We have a bunch of smart players. Like, the core of our smart play, our core of our players, all incredibly intelligent. Genius. So we can change up our game plans. All we need you to learn, if you're not a super genius, four or five things, yeah. and it's going to – we're going to be good. It's a perfect setup in Kansas City. And if they end up with Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Yeah, that'll suck. Okay? Because they should both be in Indianapolis, Whoa. Indiana. Hey, that right? And I'm not the only fan of a team that is thinking that. We got the all. money. We'll talk to you. We do. And we got the time. Well, mm-hmm. we, we got paid. nothing but time. Yeah. We got nothing but time. We, pay, we paid a lot of quarterbacks, uh-huh. you know, a lot of money that's going to carry mm-hmm. for us the next few years. I believe we're still kind of being punished for the Carson Wentz contract, let yeah, alone a Matt Ryan one coming in yeah, here after. Right, sure. So we got some shit to deal with, all right, Pac? But <laughs> it would be great if uh, another team, not just the best team, was to get involved in these types of things, and it feels like all roads are pointing to a very good squad. The Talks Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer. Damn. Cowboys, Tyron Diggs is here. 14-year NFL vet. Rocking a West Virginia football shirt. Hell they have, yeah. They have a team? Football, football, football. Really? Yeah, West Virginia basketball right now is kind of tearing uh, the entire university apart. Well, Well, I saw some Instagram posts, but yeah, yeah, not just some. There was. uh, It ain't that bad. Well, he had a couple. He had a couple pops. Sue him, you know. He's an avid recycler. No one's fucking talking about that. We sure gonna miss him. Man. I mean, is this West Virginia? This is not what we yeah. wanted in West Virginia. It's that like he's got no. fault. That's who it is. We do not need this, is what I'm saying, though. You okay? people in Pittsburgh. Is, is yeah. anyone in West Virginia you driving around? You fucking people in Pittsburgh. No, listen, I'm, Gordon D. If you people in Pittsburgh. If you right. hillbillies would stay down there in the mountains, we wouldn't have this problem. All right, we are talking you know? right now, for those that don't know, <laughs> which could potentially be anybody that's watching right now. Right. Coach Bob Huggins, Legend. formerly of the West Virginia University Mountaineers. Wow. Grew up in Morgantown, West Virginia. Yeah. Played basketball at WVU. What? His love of basketball would take him into coaching where he was a hard ass. Mm-hmm. We're talking like Bobby Knight, I do believe, back in the day. Yeah. Intense, loved it. Goes to Cincinnati, has great success. Yeah. Great success. Now, when he's at Cincinnati, there was a time where he had too good of a time, and then he made the irresponsible decision hopping in a car, getting a DUI, doing some other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he did build up a reputation as a guy who's from Morgantown, West Virginia, who likes to have a couple pops every once in a while. And then when he does that, he makes the bad decision. We don't think anybody should do this, especially now, Jesus Christ, with Uber and Lyft and everything. Getting in a car, very irresponsible. A lot of people have died. Mm-hmm. from. I have two friends that have passed away from drunk driving incidents. So it's like very, very dangerous. Now I think it's viewed much differently than it was back in the day. But nonetheless, had the reputation of being a little bit of a boozer. Sure. Yeah. A little bit. This yeah. guy's so he has success in Cincinnati. West Virginia has a job opening. Boom. We hire the hometown hero. Mm-hmm. Smart. He came in and took in the state. Yes. Because he had a lot of pride in the state because he was from the state. He started taking the team down to the coal miners Mm -hmm. to go see them and go around the state so you learn who you were playing for, what you were playing for, and everything like that. He would do these foundations and fish fries where he would raise millions and millions of dollars for the kids of West Virginia University. Like He took a lot of pride in being a West Virginia kid who's coaching West Virginia to the world in a display of West Virginia. So whenever... He ends up getting resigning, but everybody kind of understands what this was. Yeah. And I assume Huggins was like, man, I've been fucking up too much lately. Yeah. After what happened with the radio thing, I should just kind of get out of your guys' hair. And I got some shit to work on. I've been in basketball a long-ass time. So whenever he resigns and people feel as if he's forced out, 
it has gotten loud over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Huggins is beloved. Huggins yeah. is a West Virginian. Oh, Huggins has owned and appreciated the fact that he's from West Virginia. Yesterday was West Virginia Day, I do believe. Oh. The state, you know, people oh. forget that it left the South. It left Virginia uh, to join the Union or whatever. It became a state. West Virginia Day celebrated very recently. So they see one of their own who they can get past him boozing because they knew whenever he got hired he was a boozer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do believe there was a clause in there like he wasn't allowed to drive, though, for a little I bit. I would assume so. Had to have a driver, which mm-hmm. I think they did have a driver for him. So now everybody's pissed at the – fire the fucking president. Yeah, yeah that's president. right. Instead yeah. of – Bring Huggy back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is from a, a Facebook post, but this guy is not, like, the only one. Like, this whole – there's a quite a movement happening yeah. in West Virginia yeah. right It was now. loud yesterday. Very Real loud. Real loud. About, like, uh, DUI, point two five one. Okay. Sue him. Well, they are. Yeah. They arrested them. But also, I would like to, as somebody that went to West Virginia, knows people in West Virginia, but nowhere near a mouthpiece for West Virginia, okay? That, that, I would have to spend a lot more time in West Virginia to claim that or anything like that. And I think we'll get to that stage. Yeah. You know, I think we'll get to that stage at some point in the future because good conversation. It's good to be connected to the school that you, you know, went to and have a lot of friends and pool for. So, like, that'll get to some point. The dude had a DUI that's just, like, absurd. Yeah. You know? Pretty wild. Like, it's absurd. He just had what happened on the radio a couple, was it, like a month and a half? Yeah, it's not very thin ice to begin with. Yeah, it's like he... He recognized that, I assume, in the that's why he the resignation thing because he could have held up and said, "No, you're gonna have to fire me because I'm sure there's some contractual thing in there." So he even realized it. But this is not what we need in our life right no. now, West Virginia. No. And it is a bummer that Huggins will not be representing West Virginia anymore because, like, he truly cared about the state, the university, and he was like a staple almost yeah. of fucking West Virginia <laughs> University. And but it happened, and this is a real world. And there's actual consequences. Yeah. It's like, that can't be. And whoever's next, let's go. Yeah. You know, whoever's mm-hmm. next, let's go and do this thing. But thank you to Hugs mm-hmm. for everything he did. Man, thank Hugs for everything he did for West Virginia. He, he, was, he will always be still one of the top guys there. I think down the road, he'll be coming back to do something, I would say, in the West Virginia community. Uh, one day, but like, yeah, we're gonna miss a good one. He yeah. had a good run, though. And I think he had this had to happen. Yeah. yeah, I would like to be on the side of this had to happen. And now, if you, I don't know enough about old Gordon Gee. I know he has that bow tie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And people around the university and the state probably know more than I do about what he has done, what he hasn't done. I've seen some people talk about, let's talk about your reckless spending. Yeah. Let's oh, talk about what yeah. you, I'm like, I haven't yeah. even dove into that. AJ knows it's crazy. He was at Ohio State. Yeah. I do believe that he goes over West Virginia, but we want to let Hugs know we appreciate what he did for West Virginia. Yeah. But also, I think Hugs understands this. He's not getting offended by this. Like, this is just the outcome mm-hmm. whenever something like this happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can't can't drunk drive to begin with, but there's a difference between being drunk and blowing, like, a .09 and being drunk and blowing, like, a, a .25 or whatever. It's like, hey, that's that's way beyond. That's more than a few pops. That's, you know. As, as somebody that blew a .15 at 4 a.m. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I was kind of held over my head a little bit by both parties. Mm. The people that were my friends were like, .15. Really? Okay. Kind of calling me. Oh, yeah. lightweight. Yeah, like after. <laughs> wow. That was unbelievable. For it. Yeah. That was something I did not expect. So obviously embarrassed my whole family, everything, get arrested, public intoxication, whole deal. Probably going to get fired, not going to have a job, whatever. Call my dad from jail. He hangs up on me, whatever. You know, like it's a whole, it's bad, it's bad. Everything's bad, everything's bad, everything's bad. I go out. 
Uh, I don't have my phone's broken, water damage, you know, mm-hmm. legend story that the cops gave that I was in there. Sure. Um, so my dad shows up at the house, like a couple hours later. We talk it out, great conversation. Really a pivotal moment in my life. I'm kind of down in the dumps for a few days. Then I get my phone back, and I have like six text messages from people that I've met from like college, plum, and like ventures of parties. Mm-hmm. Sure. It was like nice message. You know, like, hey, buddy, sorry you went through this whole thing. Obviously, the other side of this is going to be much better, and we're pulling for you if you ever need anything, dot, dot, dot. 0.15 was surprisingly low, though. <laughs> and then, like I said, I'm like, these motherfuckers. Like, what the hell? How come no, nobody can take this thing serious? And on the other side, they were like, 0.15 at 4 a.m., this dude was belligerent drunk, yeah. you know, like, coming after me. When you read 0.2... That's a. I think you're pretty boozed up. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. I think you're pretty boozed up. And Better. I know there's been people that have blown like point fours and like point threes. And I think there's certain fatality at certain. Uh, yeah, that's like yeah. on the verge of uh, like alcohol poisoning and dying. Yeah, get up in those numbers. So point two, I do believe. Although pretty good. In the sound, I think he's pretty tuned up. Yeah, he had yeah. a nice night. I think he was pretty tuned up. Can't be getting in cars in 2023 when that's the case. No. Mm-hmm. There are so many options, especially if you have money. Yeah. Right. You know, so there's just like so many things that go into it. We hope he gets the help that he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We hope, yeah, he gets, sure, sure. hope he gets a chance to rest and kind of recover and everything. But like the people that are just pissed off about him, like, yo, this kind of had to happen. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. It's just, yeah, it had to happen. Yeah. And who knows who we're going to get next? Exactly. That's a good job. Might be someone is. even Ooh. better. Could be Coach K. He might come back. Mm-hmm. Nope, he can't win anymore. Remember, he had Zion and like three RJ other Barrett, guys, yep. yeah. and they couldn't win. Well, now that we know so, what Coach well, K was dealing with, though, yeah. with Zion. And- yeah, who knows who he was texting then. Oh, you're right. There's probably <laughs> a lot of smooching going on. There could have yeah. been. I'd say. Could have been. And you heard JJ, JJ Redick, Redick was on the show, and he talked about how much weight he gained at Duke. I mean... Yeah, JJ was boozing with the boys every night. Remember, he oh said yeah, that to us. freshman fifty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that was what the food court did with Zion. Uh, we do we have a. Uh, we have Jay Billis at 1240, which is in like 17 minutes. So do we start the NBA conversation now? Hmm. That gives us way too much time to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot. Right? That, a that lot of a, runway. That is a lot of time. Uh-huh. 17, because I was about to – J.J. Redick is a great lead into the Old Man in the Three podcast. Great podcast. J.J. Redick hosted alongside a man named Jason, I do believe. And they had Wemby on. Wemby Yama yeah. is going to be the number one overall pick for tomorrow night's NBA draft. And he's out of France. He's 19 years old. And they asked him basically about like – you know, a lot of these young guys who get a lot of money and fame and stardom and have had this through a lot of their teenage years. Like, a lot of these basketball guys, everybody's known they're going to the NBA since, like, like, 13, 14 years old. Now, not all of them end up making it, but the guys that end up making it, I think people have been saying, that motherfucker's going to be in the NBA for a long time. Yeah. So pampered, you know, kind of like quarterbacks have been treated mm-hmm. here in, the, in football. Kind of pampered. Everything they want, they're kind of handed to. Now, granted, you're going to have to work to get better, but it's not really an actual life that humans can relate to. Right. You're not the next chosen basketball player. Wembyama's been that. Oh, yeah. yeah. For years, we've been seeing this guy. Who's, hey, this is the next guy who's probably going to make a billion dollars playing basketball. Yep. He's yep. going to be the face of one of the biggest leagues on earth. Yep. In the sport of basketball, he's going to be able to take it to new heights that, you know, Jordan did his thing. Sure. LeBron comes in, does yep. his thing. What? Like, there's a chance the Wemby era yeah. is about to begin. Sure. Now, yeah. 
Kevin Durant obviously has been a massive part of everything he has been a part of. And there's other young studs out there, like Trey and Jokers in yeah. the middle of his prime right now. Correct. But they're talking about Steph is obviously mm-hmm. one of the greats. They're talking about Wemby being like the next 20 years of basketball. This guy is going to transform basketball. This guy is going to be the face of it all. So J.J. Redick asked him, like, how do you not become like a entitled and grateful bitch pretty much? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was Wemby's answer. And he's 19 years old and he's been, I don't want to say handed everything because he hasn't. He's had to work his ass off. But when you're that good at a sport <laughs> yeah. that everybody around you knows is going to make you very wealthy and everybody very wealthy, you're going to be like kind of treated a little differently than everybody else. Listen to this 19-year-old talk, and then how do we buy all the stock mm-hmm. in this human before he gets started on his path in the NBA? We have seen this happen to a number of young athletes who lose, I think, a sense of reality. And they lose that grounding principle of their life. What is your totem? Uh, you know, what you just said about young players, uh, this is something I thought about a lot. I, I, know, I'm, I know I'm never going to turn like this. Like, I know I'm never going to lose a grasp of reality and just uh, do some shit, you know. Because um, I'm, I'm, I know what I want. Like, I'm, I'm driven from, like, from the inside of my heart. And, like, nothing can put me out of my path. Like I do everything I, I do everything I can, so I deserve what I get. And I think some some players are really talented, physically or technically, you know, really really talented. But their mind isn't like as good as their body is. You know what I'm saying? But my totem is it's something like it's something bigger than basketball. You know, it's it's just life. It's just accomplishing yourself inside this universe you know and when i need motivation when yes. i need energy and i feel tired out when i need a fight on the court and it's it's hard i always remember i'm 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 free in that universe i, I do whatever i can and i know what i want to do and nothing's going to stop me from doing it and i always got that in mind and it doesn't just stop to basketball you know it's, it's about life fuck man <laughs> Jason. I mean, well, yeah. it's absolutely unbelievable answer there. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, he would say, uh, I'm sorry, you know, if it, 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 you misunderstood what I was saying, like I wasn't being clear. And JJ was like, no, no, no yeah. We yeah. got you. Yeah, we, un- we know. We, yeah, we understood. Exactly. Second language, obviously, right. yeah. saying those types of things. But whenever he's talking about like, you know, in this universe, I am free to do whatever I want to do or whatever. It's like, yo, this guy's a deep thinker. Yeah. He's 19. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like a guy now. Might be completely wrong. Doesn't seem a guy that's because I guess the last 10 number one overall picks have not been great. Like, here, here's a guy that could potentially be the guy, and I don't think mentally he's going to fuck him up at all, I don't think. No, nah, he's well-grounded to me right there oh, yeah. in his universe. But um, you can tell he's been the guy for a long time, like a real long time. Um, I'm excited to see what he do. Like like we was talking earlier, Tone, everybody that's 7'4 that won the league have been superstars and pretty much panned it out pretty good. Yeah, and if you see a bouncer at seven four, you got to question their work ethic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you must have had a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Something happened. Did huh? You blow both your knees out, all your ankles. <laughs> mm-hmm. What happened? No. Yeah. So. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you just didn't want it. No. Oh, it, okay. So. Oh, I just want to work outside bars all day. Okay. That's cool. All right, hey, sweet. Yep. I'll buy you a beer when I get in there. Mm-hmm. Have a seat. And I understand you'll probably beat me, but I do think <laughs> I got leverage on you. But I also know you might not. Be in it for the long haul. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not caring. Huh? You're, you're, you're seven foot three. You should be in the NBA, sir. Mm-hmm. Tire you out. I when do I, appreciate that you're checking for fake IDs right now. Right. When I, when I be seeing them seven foot three guys, the first thing I do is see are they walking quack, quack, duck feet? 
Yeah. Then that tell us a lot, right? Injury? Now. Did they get injuries right mm-hmm. there? Are they athletes? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things you yeah. can kind of read yeah. because if if one of those. Security guys who's seven foot three outside of a bar who looks so good in that black polo. Yeah, oh yeah, yoke. You know what I mean? Completely yoked. Tucked in, belt on, mm-hmm. boots too. Yep. You know, like he's got boots on. And uh, he's checking that whole thing. How do you not ask when you hand the ID to the person? Like, yeah. how'd we get here? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. had 10-minute conversations that have ended with me being told I'm not allowed in the bar. What? It's just because I was so flustered. Mm-hmm. This the one guy was seven foot, like five, seemingly. Now, he was in cowboy boots, so you start doing the math. Yeah. Those things get you. I was so disappointed. I was, like, having a conversation with this guy. <laughs> like, bro, if I was... Right. I mean, all you got to do is just get up and down a court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was back in the day whenever they didn't expect, like, Wemby can pull up, yep. right. he can shake, mm-hmm. Joker can do the same thing, Kevin Durant's seven foot doing, back in the day, it was just like, lumber down, yeah. hand straight up, yep. get a rebound, pass that yep. thing, lumber back down the other side, and then they're going to pull you out. Mm-hmm. They're going to pull you out, get a break, go back in, do the same damn thing. That's your role, pretty much. Now, Shaq was vastly different. There are centers that were very different. I get it. But it wasn't like it is now, skill-wise. Right. Just so disappointing. It was big fuck. He's 7'4". Yep. yep. Can shake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can shoot. What? Right. Has that mindset. Yeah. Right. And they said, whenever he was coming up, wasn't he doing, like, feet exercises? Yeah, he's been doing exercises because the big thing with these guys, like Chet Holmgren, we just saw last year, he's a 7-footer. They get these injuries in their feet, their knees. They actually, the doctors can't tell them how long they're going to be out because their ligaments are, you know, never really seen by most doctors. So he's been doing these exercises to make sure his lower body and he's not going to get those, you know, little tiny injuries. And he's going to the best situation possible. Like in the NFL, we talk about, you know, it, sure, this guy could be good, but this is a good situation. Trevor Lawrence, his rookie, or Urban. Wemby's going to play with Greg Popovich, yeah. one of the best coaches yeah. of all time, if not the best coach of all time. And pretty good center there. Yeah, for a couple yeah. years. Exactly. Yeah. He's couple working with Duncan and Parker and Ginobili. Like it's already been Obviously. said that yeah. they're going to help him out. Yeah, Dun- yeah. It's going to be sweet. Yeah, he's comically large in that chair. Bro, yeah. put the picture up of him and JJ. JJ standing next. JJ six four. Remember, this is the whole in the NBA. You only see him on TV against <laughs> other or next wow. to real tall people. Look at that fucking guy. Crazy. Shout out to Jason. I think he's the other one. Looking like rap, but actually being Nick. Mm-hmm. You know, he just got, yeah. Yeah. the guy's got no shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Ridiculous. He's long. His pack, pack this guy, goal line on you. Oh, Ooh. my God. You have no chance. I know you got that long, I know you got that long middle finger. Just, yep. You got that long reach, but. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to get him. Going to need eight of them. What do you do, a seven foot four guy? No, because if he reaches his arms up, that means he's ten feet, at um, least. At least, if he jump, I might be in trouble. But if he don't jump, I can get. You him. don't even play the ball. You you, <laughs> you grab his grab arm. his hips and you carry him out of bounds. Yeah, oh, that used to be a rule. No more. Yeah, no mm-hmm. more. Just, mm-hmm. just grab his hips and fucking carry him out. You're of catching the big seven foot four baby. Yep. Yep. Hey, gotcha. come over here. You're doing this whole thing. <laughs> I, would you try to jam him? I guess you would have to just jam him. That's of course, I would try to. Uh, it depends on where I'm at. I mean, he's not going to be. If it's like. That guy on the right 6'4". If, if it's in the red zone, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't try to jam. On the goal line, it's impossible. It is yeah. 100% of the time a touchdown to one and beyond. So that's no. why you need to start telling about these security guys that are seven foot tall. Mm-hmm. Not only do you not have to be. You don't even have to be able to put the ball in the bucket anymore. No. Nope. Just go stand somewhere and have somebody just accidentally throw stuff at you. If you can catch it, you're just a red zone <laughs> you're target. Set. You're a millionaire. You're a red zone target. Yeah. You're scoring touchdowns. You, Fuck, we need a third and two, middle of the field, not even red zone. Yeah. You're just squirting out. Exactly. Boom. 
Be tough, First time. Be tough to really lay like Seven a big four. hit on a guy that big too. You're probably you know wrap him up and he's just falling awkwardly. I mean, it's, he's just so goddamn big. Yeah. If you can get him to take snaps too, he doesn't even have to catch the ball. He can just take Mercedes. snap and reach over. How, much, how tall was Mercedes Lewis? Six seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did he do? To you? He, no, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just trying to compare. It. Well, when we went. That's through. another what? What is it? Five nine inches. Yeah. Nine. Another fucking foot. Yeah. On yeah. Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> Six six. True. Well, when we went through that list of wide receivers and the heights, six eight was the tallest, right? And it was pretty few and far between when we went through it. Yeah. And now if they open up more roster spots, we might start seeing these yep. bigger guys. Now the mm-hmm. basketball tight end move has been some tight end university has started yeah. in Nashville, Tennessee. Congrats to Kittle. Yeah. Woo. And Olsen. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Great. And Kelsey, who won the first ever tight end of the year award from tight end university. Olsen told us that he voted for Kelsey on the show. I don't know if it was already out that Kelsey had won it. He gave a speech and basically just thanked football for this. It's about everybody else running around. Kelsey is killing life right now, dominating life. In this weekend, they are down at tight end university. I believe it's at Vanderbilt Uh in Nashville. I'm sure it's going to be a blast. But they are also, wait, Nashville this weekend. Yeah. Just put that together, too. Just starting to piece some things together. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance we might be boots on the ground in Nashville this weekend mm. for at least a few moments. What day is it? It's Wednesday? Yeah. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. they got to be out of there by the weekend, right? I'd assume that's a know, long no. time. I don't know if they're... That is a, that is a long time. That would be they, a long tight end university yeah. if it was Wednesday through Sunday. So maybe it's just... Maybe it's the next few days. Last year, I thought it was on Friday they had stuff. But also, they might have moved stuff because of the award. The award 20th, show. 20th to the 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. They're out of there. All right. So, we'll be in Nashville after the tight ends have <laughs> done their yeah. thing. Uh-huh. I do love this, though. Tight end university taking place, obviously, brought to you by Charmin. It's not because they're soft. No, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. And then you got offensive line masterminds happening. I believe there's some wide receiver groups that obviously work out together. Yeah. Do the DBs do anything? What do the DBs do? We don't normally... Meet up as a group, not when I was playing anyway. Like, we was cool with other groups, but it's no way that I was going with the, with the Pittsburgh guys to fucking work out. Like, sure. Yeah, that's a different a, mindset, it's though. It's a whole mm-hmm. different mindset now as far as guys getting together, working together. But, like, the- when we came up, we, we didn't want to work out with them. Yeah, it was very weird. When I would want to work out with nobody, and now, granted, I punt balls and kick balls, but I didn't want to be around anybody ever. And I would start, I would start going to this Coles camp where there was, like, other guys that were good. And I started seeing the benefit of, like, watching other people that are good at what they do and, like, working alongside of them. Because you can pick some things up whenever you're watching somebody do, like, a bunch of reps. I saw Thomas Morstead. He's, like, a robot. He's, like, an actual how you're supposed to punt. He does it fundamentally perfect. He's in year 14, and he said he's going to go until the wheels fall off. So this dude might punt for 20 fucking years. He's in (laughs) incredible shape, but I watched him, and my form was shit, but I watched him like 15 times, and I'm like, you start kind of getting at least a hang of it. So I understood why people would work out together, but it didn't feel like any other positions were doing it. Then whenever, I think the DN started, Mm -hmm. Von Miller started that pass rusher summit or whatever, and offensive linemen were pissed. Remember, offensive linemen were originally pissed about yeah. this because they're like, why are you telling somebody we're fucking playing how they could beat me? Like, right. that was still, like, the team <laughs> yeah. first model. And then now offensive line has a group mm-hmm. that they kind of get together. Tight ends have a group that they get together. Quarterbacks are always working together, although we never know about it. Mm-hmm. Feels like the quarterbacks are hanging out all the time together. Yeah. With their guys, though. With their quarterback coach. Yeah. Well, and sometimes the agent, like we saw Mullet Tom and Peyton used to. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's and we never heard about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would assume the quarterbacks are 
potentially meeting, but maybe they're the only group that isn't doing that. But nowadays, it seems like common practice. Go work out with the greats. Let's kind of share secrets. And although people on your team or your fan base might be like, why are you helping somebody from that team how to get better? It's like, well, they're also helping me get better. The better version of me is better for the team. Like, there's so many different angles that you can combat it. I'm happy we're at the point where we're seeing them all come together. But there's some old school people that fucking hate this. Everything about it. How much of an impact do you think, like, they've talked about the tight ends at least, like, talking business and, like, you know, the fact that their position is kind of ostracized and you have guys like Kelsey and Kittle who have kind of broken the glass ceiling and they're getting the the big contracts but it's like hey all these other guys like we kind of need you to continue to be getting paid and like kind of sharing game in terms of that not just on the field stuff but like really focusing on you know like the financials of it and and that impact of of being in the league and what did Olsen say Olsen said dang it's always fucked us yeah yeah yeah, true to us. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. Speaking of awesome, Slam Ball is coming back to ESPN July 21st. 21st? Yep. Yeah. Going to be sweet. Is that what it is? I believe That's they the made same it. same day as Messi. Uh, breaking Slam Ball struck a two-year media rights deal with ESPN. The agreement, yep, July 21st, will provide unprecedented national reach for upstart property returning after more than 20 years, which used to be on Spike TV, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Play begins July 21st. As somebody that was 16 when this thing was happening, I was the demographic. <laughs> okay, I had somebody down the street that had a trampoline. We trampoline wrestled. We flew around on trampolines. What? We would drag trampolines next to other people's uh, above ground yep. pools, and we would fucking fly on said trampolines into pools, doing completely dangerous and absurd <laughs> shit. Like that was mm-hmm. trampolines are a wild thing just in themselves. Then they created this game. Oh where they put the fucking trampolines in the basketball court, seemingly. And guys would have to wear pads. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you have to dribble, kind of. And then they're taking off. And yeah. while they're jumping on a trampoline, anybody's ever been on a trampoline? If somebody jumps right before you, off balance, you're either going to get it a dud or a fucking slingshot. They used to double bounce people. People would be hitting their faces off the top of the backboard because they jumped too high. People getting speared out of midair. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about full speed collisions adding in a launching pad to create one of the greatest sports of all time. Yeah. yeah. And then just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when we saw the rumblings that Slam Ball was coming back on the mm-hmm. internet, oh, baby. boy, did we get fucking excited. So yeah. You youngs have no idea what you're about to see. And I hope this generation of Slam Ballers have the same exact gut sack that yeah. these boys had. Yeah. We're talking about attacking the rim with reckless abandon, what? knowing that you could break your neck, yep. leg, and arm at the same time. Your body could Tom Segura every yeah. single Time That's you right. take off from the trampoline, and these guys used to do it and get paid nothing for it. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. Yeah. So now that it's back, it's on ESPN. I think people are going to like it. I think we got a good sport coming for us, and I am excited that they are a part of the ESPN family. Exactly. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. a good play. It's jacked up. This is a good play. Yeah, and basketball has gotten so much better. So you don't think that these slam ballers are going to be better, too? I, I assume they're going to add a lot more facets to the game, maybe even more trampolines. No, I think shooting will be an aspect of it. Oh, okay. Definitely. I think people will shoot more than they used to because back in the day, now granted, you had some people that had jumpers 20 years ago. You had people that could shoot, and they would be weaponized in that thing. But it wasn't like today where everybody has to be able to have a jumper to kind of get into it. These guys are going to be shooting the oops from the other side. Oh, man. I mean, we're going to do – but I can't wait for the first video that comes out. Boom, boom. And ESPN is going to have to sit on this. They're going to get questioned. When there is a massive – Yeah. And there will be. And, and got, there yeah, will be. got the fingers, too. And that thing's going to go. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, should we be promoting this sport? 
And I think all of us will have to say, yeah. they know what they're signing up for. Yeah. Goddamn right. And if they don't, they are nuts. Because Joining us now is a man who might be actually on the call. <laughs> this year will be his 21st NBA draft that he will be covering. Obviously, he's on college game day during college basketball season. He's an absolute stallion out of Duke and a lawyer who quotes Jeezy. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Billis. Yeah. Jay, how are you? I am doing great, gentlemen. This is my first appearance on the show, and I'm sorry I didn't wear a top. I am. Uh, All good. I feel naked. No. Well, if you were naked, you'd be closer to a tank top than what you are now, which is very, <laughs> hey, very handsome. You look amazing. I'm a tank top person, you know, because I got a gut, but I have pretty good arms. So you go ahead and wear this thing to cover it up and make people think you're in shape. You shoot. Handsome man, looking good. You can wear whatever the hell you please coming on here. We appreciate you taking the time. Before we dive into your 21st NBA draft, shout out. Hey, you're, you're, you look young, but 21 years, a long time doing yeah. something. Hell yeah, we'll yeah. get into that. Slam ball, coming back to ESPN. Do you remember the slam ball days, what it was? And is that a sport that you knew about, played, or had interest in 20 years ago when it was taking place? No, I, I did not. There, there. I did not play slam ball, watch slam ball. Uh, just like I am not interested in pickleball right now. Because that is injury. Pickleball is an injury waiting to happen for a guy of my uh, my age group. Well, it is something. Whenever people, because the first couple you feel good. Yeah. So kind of, it is like the classic. Like, come on, come on. And then you get some unathletic, maybe a little bit overweight whites. Mm -hmm. They start getting a little bit too comfortable. They're back in their high school days. Yep. They start feeling it. And then you go for a thunderball a little bit low and then boom, your knee gives out. Yeah. And I believe the, I believe that is happening at a rapid rate that people could have never expected. I think you'd be able to handle it. Pickleball is a great sport. Slam ball is as well. Let's talk about basketball. So Wemby is going to go number one. And then people are saying that they want to move up. People are talking about Zion maybe being traded for this absolutely jocked guy named Scoot, whose mom said that he, she had had to bring his birth certificate his entire life because of what he's looked like and how he's played basketball. Seems like these guys talked about more than any draft class in the past. They're all going to be home runs, Jay? Well, I mean, I think it's a really deep draft, and, and I, I agree with you. Like, I think Brandon Miller of Alabama will probably be off the board second uh, mm. to Charlotte because he can really shoot it. And that, that's going to be the, the difference, I think. He, he's got size and shooting ability. Scoot Henderson played two years in the G League, and, and he, he projects a lot like Russell Westbrook at the same age. Now, who knows whether he'll live up to that the same way Westbrook did. He's been an all-time all great. Uh, but he's really dynamic, and uh, he can get to the rim. He's got a wingspan of a guy 6'9", even though he's only 6'3". Oh. Uh, he hasn't figured out the shooting part yet. He can make shots, not a consistent shooter, but, but I think he's going to be the real deal. Okay, so whenever you think about Wemby now, who obviously is such a fascinating story because every single human in basketball, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, every single human in basketball is like, this is a guy. This is seven foot four, can shoot, can shake. Seemingly, after the old man in the three podcast, where we heard him talk about being free in this universe, and when things get hard, I know that I can do and will do whatever I want to do. Seems to be super grounded, has the entire game, has been working out his muscles as the tall guys that can kind of get ligament tears. He's been preparing for this for years. He's just the perfect prospect. People are talking about, like, since LeBron got drafted, this is the guy that everybody's. This is the next one. Is that how you see it? And is there anything that could potentially 
happened that doesn't make him a perennial NBA All-Star, Jay? Yeah, uh, he, he's he's the best, Pat, that I've seen uh, since LeBron, the best prospect. And I don't want to say it's not close, but we I've never seen anything like him on a basketball floor. The only thing I could relate him to would be, I played against Ralph Sampson in college when he was the National Player of the Year at Virginia. He was the number one overall pick in, in 1985, uh, excuse me, 1983. And, uh, and Samson was seven, four. And if he were born 19 years ago, he may be just like Wembanyama, but he wasn't, he was raised in the era where big guys, you know, big guys on this end guards on this end. And you do, uh, you know, you play with your back to the basket and you weren't allowed really to go out on the perimeter and handle the ball. And Wembanyama is a six, two guard and a seven, four guys body. Uh, and his impact on the defensive end is profound. Um, he's a big time shot blocker and it's not just around the paint. You know, he played in the same division in France as Rudy Gobert did. And, and the game, the number of games were different. I think Gobert played 27 games in that division and, uh, Wembenyama played 34, but in those 34 games, Wembenyama blocked over 50 more shots than Gobert did. And he can switch out onto a guard on the perimeter in a pick and roll and block the shot. Uh, from the three-point line. He can give him like six feet of space to take away the drive and still recover on a step back and and block the shot and certainly uh, influence the shot. Um, The only thing to your question, the only thing that can derail Wembenyama, in my view, is injury. But he's shown no injury history, and you mentioned it. He's been raised to be a superstar, so he's doing injury prevention stuff that's sort of next level for his age and his stage in the game. Um, I, I, you know, you hate to say can't miss with anything, but, but you certainly feel that way. He, he's the real deal. And, uh, and I think he's going to prove it. Well, congrats to the NBA getting that guy. Yeah, yeah, cool. you know, every league's kind of looking for that. Yeah, and Andrew Luck was kind of what everybody's saying. Andrew Luck is going to yeah. be the guy. First year goes to the AFC championship, obviously continues to go to the pro bowl. Then he retires nine days before the season starts. We haven't seen him again. So hopefully, you know, Wemby's cause he was the last can't miss, right? Andrew. Yeah, Basically, I mean, like, him or I guess Trevor Lawrence would be Burrow? there. Burrow, maybe, right? Maybe, because yeah. it was just one year with Burrow. You were, but. You, were, you were can't miss, too. I mean, oh. I remember people saying best since Ray Guy. No, yeah, people were saying I was can't make in the kicking department. <laughs> and then who knows if he can figure it out. But that whole can't miss prospect thing is tough mentally, too. And it feels like mentally he has it figured out. The only thing that I wonder about is a casual. I'm super casual. Watch every playoff game, though. Okay? Mm-hmm. Have Michael Malone on the show, so pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Love the guy. He's got a tattoo. He yep. started shit with LeBron on our show. Been China. to the Suns game. We basically are part of the Nuggets organization now, so yeah. I know basketball. <laughs> but as a casual watcher up until a couple months ago, small, right? Isn't he small or no? Isn't that a – or does it not matter? Like, if Joker runs into a Wemby – Joker's going to try to go right through his chest, right? That's probably what a lot of people are going to try to do to him because he's a little bit thinner, or is that just a stupid basketball take like uh, like uh, old buddy said about oh, that one? Spolstra. Spolstra yeah, said, such an amateur fucking mm-hmm. thought in basketball. Is that an amateur thought by me to think about that? No, that's a real thing. Um, but but he's got the the quickness and length to be able to, to stay off of someone's body and still be really effective. Um, and you know, the, the game now is played more in space. Um, so there, there's better spacing now than there used to be. It used to be a tighter, perhaps more physical game and a game that was played more in the paint. 
Um, now it's played more of a spread game. So I think that helps Wimbanyama. Um, you know, what, what I would say on that point, too, is is this is probably, you know, 07, maybe 08, whenever he came out. But we had those questions about Kevin Durant. You know, he's very slight of build. You know, how's he going to take the pounding of the NBA? And that hadn't been a problem. Um, Wembenyama is going to get stronger. I don't think he needs to get bulkier necessarily. Um, It's just a question of like, you know, his frame conjures up the idea that his durability going to be an issue. But but I think we're kind of, at least in my mind, we're kind of, you know, grasping at things like, what's the negative here? It can't be all positives. It's pretty all positives. There there aren't a lot of negative. Like the guy shoots 83% from the free throw line. And uh, it, it's ridiculous how bold and talented at 7-4 he is. Yeah, and, you know, we saw him throw a baseball a couple of different times last night on the internet. And uh, Aaron Boone. Boone yeah. yeah, Booney. Boone yeah. thought that he was potentially going to take a kid's head off. You know, but he did figure it out quick. But anytime you're talking about a 7-foot-4 person and the free throw percentage, like a basketball in his hand looks like a baseball in our hands. It's absurd. So being able to have the touch just like that you would have to have from the foul line is impossible to even think about just strictly due to his build. Last question for me, and I know the boys will have some questions for you. Pop seems to be the perfect coach to go to, right? I mean, he's had, what, multiple Hall of Fame big men. Yeah. The game has changed, though, right, Then the style that they played and the way Tim and Robinson played and everything like that? Or how do you see him kind of fitting into Pop's offense? And what do you think of that relationship immediately? I think it'll be great. Uh, I think any player can play for Greg Popovich. He's one of the, the greatest coaches in the history of the game. Uh, but you know he's a Wembenyama is a different player than uh, than David Robinson or or uh, Tim Duncan. Uh, those were more low post guys that uh, uh, that operated with their back to the basket most of the time. Uh, Robinson could step away a little bit and knock down a perimeter shot, but Wembenyama is more a perimeter oriented player that can go into the post. And in today's game, he's not going to have to operate as uh, as a, a against or being a low post bully because there aren't that many low post bullies in the NBA now. It's more of a spread game. Joker. Hey, watching him in the playoffs, he was – now, granted, he can shoot incredibly and everything like that. I I was just getting introduced to this dude, and he'd won two MVPs, so that's on me. Okay, That's 100% on me. Now, granted, the West Coast games – L.A., L.A., Phoenix, yeah, Golden, State, Golden yeah. State, you know what I mean? There's not a lot of Denver Nuggets games on. But I saw him, because to your point, I thought that basketball was dead. And then I was introduced to him. He was running his shoulder right into people's chest underneath and then putting it up and getting the calls. I'm like, damn, this dude is beating people up. Do you think like football it's maybe going to be cyclical or you think the space is going to be the way it always goes or, or continues to evolve into I mean, I think I think space is the way it's gonna it's gonna be. Now, could there be um, outliers? Like if 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 Shaq came into the NBA now, uh, you would build an offense around him, and other teams would have to react with personnel to be able to deal with him. Uh, but there aren't that many of those guys running around, yeah. and yeah, yeah. don't teams don't want to put guys down into the low post and and clog the middle you know the, everybody's looking for open threes uh layups and free throws uh, that, that's what they're looking for and having a spread floor gives you the opportunity to drive it uh draw help and then play out of it so i think that's the way most teams are going to play uh smaller players are more effective now than they've ever been 
And you have guys, you know, years ago, maybe 15 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, you would say, well, 6'2", the guy's too small. And nobody's saying that anymore. Um, it, now it's about length. I mean, you, you definitely want guys with, with length because nobody's blocking shots with their forehead or getting getting deflections with their nose. It's more about it's more about the, you know, the length and athleticism that you have. We're, we're seeing more of that. But playing on the perimeter and being able to shoot it, like shooting's the premium. If you can shoot it, uh, you, you're you're gonna you're gonna have an impact there to stretch the defense. And I think we can say Steph Curry probably a massive piece of this entire thing. He changed or at least spotlighted a part of the game that more people are trying to emulate because a larger portion of society, you know, oh yeah, like he said, six two, you know, not that real life six two. You're fucking, you're looking down at a lot of humans. <laughs> NBA good. though, you are neck broken looking up. You, we went to the um, Clippers Suns yep. playoff game. You forget when you don't go to one of these games. How big? Fucking avatars, dude. It's absurd. It, it is so large, lumbering so far back and forth. Yeah. It's a phenomenal <clears throat> sports, phenomenal league. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Jay, speaking of Jokic, uh, during this year, we, we saw a lot of the clips of him getting drafted in the second round during the Taco Bell commercial. Um, what is it about, Like, because I, f- I feel like the narrative is that Outside of the lottery, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot whether or not the guys are going to maybe blossom into stars or even be like a good role player on teams. How unique is it for a guy to get picked in the second round and kind of blossom into a star in the league? And is there any chance that's going to happen this year? Oh, it it does happen. You know, there aren't that many two-time MVPs like like, uh, Jokic that that I think he went 41 in his draft year. And, you know, you could argue, well, that was a miss, but, uh, you know, he certainly didn't look the part at the time, you know, the, the dad bod God thing, but, uh, and, and very unorthodox and still is, I mean, some of the shots he takes looks like, <laughs> what is he doing? And they go in, yeah. they all go, uh, he's an extraordinary player, but there are always players that are taken in the second round, um, that turn out to be way better than they were slotted. But the the NBA draft is kind of an odd thing. Like you have, um, you know, there's so many upside picks because so many of the, the the top prospects are young and they're they're not fully developed yet. So you're trying to project where they're going to be. And oftentimes, like I would look back at a guy that you know back in the day, like take Grant Hill for an example. Um, you know, if Grant Hill were were coming out now, he'd probably come out after his freshman year, uh, talent wise, and we'd be saying he can't shoot. But his senior year in college, he, he, he became a good shooter and was one of the one of the iconic players his first seven years in the league. He put up numbers like like only a handful of players in the history of the game did. He was a Sandy Koufax of uh, of basketball. Hell yeah. And uh, so that's what you try to look at is is where's the guy going to project? And uh, and look, a lot of teams missed on Jokic uh, and, and heck, Denver missed on him. If they knew he was that good, they would have taken him in the first round with their pick. I hmm. think my favorite thing is not only does he get drafted during a Taco Bell commercial, clip hit the internet of him scoring his first points the other day, yep. and a commentator goes, "Well, I guess everybody's scoring these days." <laughs> yeah. Basically, like every this guy, if he was a chip builder, which oh, yeah. I don't think he is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he just I work, yeah. I go, mm-hmm. horse, you know, I do. But if he was a chip builder, he'd be able to have stuff for fifty-five years with the way he came in the league. But then there's a lot of guys that people say this guy's going to stink, and they do stink. Yep, we just never really get to talk about it. Excited to hear and learn a new foreign name that comes out of the NBA draft earlier than anybody could have expected. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, 
He's playing in two years, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, we're wasting the eighth overall pick for two years on another deal. Yeah, he's coming from Spain through Belgium, oh, and then yeah. he'll be here. It's like, I don't know if, if I'm a fan of that team. I'm fucking thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that whole move, but that is always something I feel like it comes out of the conversation of NBA draft night. Last question here from Pac-Man, Jay. Hey, Jay, my question is, you got some of these guys that's going G League, some of them going to college. Um, what is what is the the I'm saying the greater part of going to the G League or going to college? Um, should kids go to the G League if they have a chance to go to the G League, or should they go play in college? Does- That's a really good question. There's no I don't think there's a right answer to it. It depends on the player and what the player wants. The G League is really good a really good option because it's all basketball and it's all NBA. You're playing against NBA players that might be on a, a two way contract or they were drafted and uh, and they're being put down in the G League to develop. So you're playing in NBA systems against NBA players. And so so for a guy like Scoot Henderson, he's had two years of basically uh, playing NBA basketball. So that's a it's a great way to develop uh, as a player. Uh, I still think there's a tremendous value in college for the the you know emotional maturity. You know the education is certainly important, but also the brand development. Like we know the college players. You know people are going well. Who, a lot of people I talk to they don't know Scoot Henderson. They're not watching the G League, uh, but they know Brandon Miller. They know some of these guys that have wow. played in college, yeah. and they're familiar with them. Um, so it, it, the overtime elite piece is more, you know, kind of glorified high school basketball. Uh, so it's not as good a competition. But the fact that players have a number of outlets now, like, look, if you're a football prospect, you're going to college. There's yeah. no other choice. Yeah. Uh, but basketball has some other choices that are really good. Um, it's just non-traditional. So, you know, old heads like me, are, 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 it's different than I'm used to. But I wouldn't hesitate if, if college wasn't my bag, the G League is where I'd be. Yeah, it feels like in just everything you said, the G League, like Scoot, yep. that's who's playing over there? Yep. yep. Two years he's been playing against NBA people? Yeah. NBA basketball style too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's if I'm picking that. No, obviously, give me the seven foot four guy. Of course. Mm-hmm. You can fucking shoot really good. Yes. But if I can't, give me the guy who's been playing against adults. But then this goes into your point about projections, though. Mm-hmm. Like, if yeah. you know how everything goes, the NBA draft is a fascinating thing. You've been covering it for 21 years, also killing it on game. Hey, love watching you on Saturdays during the college basketball season. You always look so damn cool, Jay. Uh-huh. You always look so damn cool all yeah. the time. I wish it were too. I wish I was as cool as you, brother. I'm a big admirer of yours. All you guys love your show. Hey, I've heard some stories about you offhand. I've heard you are electrifying, sir. <laughs> so we are big fans of yours as well. And you crushed it here today. You gave us a lot of information. Yeah. We're going to act as if it's ours. 100%. You're the man. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, ESPN legend, Jay Billings. Yay! Champion, what? Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup winner, what? current champion of Ohio, mm, the entire state. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. AJ, Pac-Man's father-in-law's here. His name's Ulysses, and that's all you need to know. He's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Now, let's dive into some other stuff happening around the sports world, AJ, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. What's up? It's the off-season. There's no, really no sports on, so uh, <laughs> golf is kind of what people NBA draft is huge. Wemby, Wemby, as you could say, went on with JJ. I know you guys already talked about that. The guy's going to be a superstar. No yeah, question. Yep. Bro, we stink at talking about this, though. You know what I mean? That's, oh, we got to work on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to actually act like we're paying attention to stuff <laughs> so that when things happen later, we can actually make it appear as if we know somewhat of what we're talking about. For instance, the NBA regular season. Need to try to watch it. 
Yeah. Okay. Need to try to mention it to okay. everyone. Like, you yeah. know, you know what you know how what the outcome is going to be when the regular season kicks up again. AJ, you don't know me, okay? Every day is a day to change. That's right. Every You're day right. is a day you You're can right. get better. But what happens is when playoff basketball happens, we actually don't know anything about any of the teams. Right. And everybody knows that we know nothing about the team because we announced publicly that we're refusing to watch games because of how boring they are. Mm-hmm. So we actually ruin our credibility later right now being too transparent. <laughs> so what we need to not do, we're always going to be too transparent. Yeah. Of course. If it's in here, it's coming here. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what this program's always going to be. Yep. That's why people are like, hey, go to Centrum. It's like, good luck, bro. Mm-hmm. People have been trying to stop this to this for a long time right. in a lot of different situations. So we actually have to watch the games. Yeah. That's what we have to do yeah. okay. so that we can talk All about them. them. And Mark. All 82. All right, we'll divvy them up. Well, probably Urbo March. does uh, 25. The first yeah. 50. 80, October to March 1st. I think it's fine. Yeah, you, once yeah. football's over, like after March, March, April, what, playoffs start in June? We're after thinking. March. So matters. now college Everybody basketball. Get five teams. Everybody and, get five teams. And G, you're right. And five teams. You're right. Five teams. We'll yep. all cover it. Yep. YouTube TV, I think, has the four. Yep. The quad, quad box. box. The quad box. We can do that, AJ. We can do it, AJ. Oh, yeah. We can change We're today. In. Here Let's we go. It. Let's do it. <laughs> Cannot wait. I love basketball. I really do. I grew up playing basketball. AAU, everything. Sometimes it's tough to watch all the regular season games, but you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna zero in on one or two teams. That's what I'm going to do. I can't, it's overwhelming to think of the whole league and try to yeah. consume all of that. Okay, you got the Sacramento Kings and, nope. and the Portland Trailblazers. I'll take, I'll take Steph. Give me the Warriors. I don't know what they're going to look like next year. And the Lakers. Okay, okay. I got uh, the Nuggets. Night. I got the Nuggets mm-hmm. and the uh, Suns. Okay. okay. I, got, I got the Hawks. Okay. I'll take the Hawks and... Someone take the bus. 76 Yeah, I'll, I'll take Texas. Who? Texas. Okay, Golden Dallas State. and San Antonio okay. with Wemby. That's okay, not, you're going to yeah. enjoy this. Smart move. Houston, okay? Oh, shit, I forgot yeah. about them. Remember when Harden was down there? Oh, so yeah. sweet. So sweet. They got oh, yeah. Udoka down there, too, so the strip clubs will do better again. Okay, other things as well, you know. You know what, I will okay. take the Kings. All right. I'll nice. grab the Kings, and I'll take the Bucks too. Okay. Wow. Wow, you're a gentleman. That's a Here lot of basketball. Thank you for doing that. You bet. And, Connor, you got the Celtics? I'll go Celtics Heat. You know what? I'll throw in the Sixers. Too. Take the Northeast. There's some teams we've, we've missed for sure, but look at us. Now we're doing basketball. So next year, whenever the NBA is two weeks straight of news, yep. at least people will take us somewhat seriously. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm asking Jay Billis these yep. questions, as the words are coming out of my mouth, I'm like, is that a fucking – is that even uh, – I have no idea. I have no idea if that is even in the same thought. So I try to let them know as I'm asking the question, like, hey, I don't know shit about your sport. I watch it. Yeah. Sure. This is just like yeah. when we get into MMA conversations. Like when Dana comes on here, every once in a while there will be some UFC people that are pissed that I didn't ask about something. It's like, I apologize. I don't keep up with all storylines. But I'll watch. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch. I'll dabble. I don't like following all the stories because I feel bad for the people that are getting their faces busted. Sure. But on the other side, I'm pumped for the winners. Yeah. yeah. Modern Day Gladiator, I love watching. I'm just not in the weeds. So when Dana comes on, I always feel like I'm missing something. But then I feel like the conversation's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our NBA conversations have been very sure. fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. We enjoy him. Windy. Wow. Oh, awesome. You remember what he said about you, AJ? He came in just was like, where do I go to let this guy know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, uh, mm-hmm. What was that, AJ? What was that little? Yeah, it's funny. He's great. And now we have Woj today, right? Yeah, we have Wojnarowski. You knew that was his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what is it again? What's the last name? You tell me. You tell me. You're, your name is the show. Oh, is- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is something. What is it? I believe... And I don't want to be misquoted here, and 
I certainly don't want the Polish not to like me. Sure. Yeah. Great you know people. I mean? Oh, my God. Pierogies? Are you fucking oh, kidding me? Polish Ooh, day is awesome. Dude, we had Rosie's Pierogies right down the street from where I was. <laughs> yep. Delightful. Great summer. That's Pittsburgh. It's a Pittsburgh staple, isn't it? Or a Pennsylvania yeah. staple. Yeah, the Polish had Polish. So you got the Irish, obviously. You got the Italian. Hell yeah. The Polish had pretty good little presence in the city yeah, they, of Pittsburgh. Yeah, they did some stuff, yeah. Bro, the Polish got buried publicly by everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah for was, a long time. They did. It, it was they weren't out crazy. thinking anybody. Well, that's the that's what everybody said. And I don't need this oh. program to continue to be that type of projection of the Polish people. <laughs> but they would openly on the radio say, like, hey, for you Polish people, mm-hmm. like, Heinzfield's the one that's down there. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking. Like, they would actually say that. I'm like, damn. Really? And I didn't know any, I don't think I knew any Polish people. I don't think I was around. People were okay with that? That's what I'm saying. And well, I'm like, the only thing I knew was like, damn, Polish people get buried all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. That's literally what I said. And then you start thinking about the people that we know. You know, Polish are a fucking great group. Yeah. Whoever, whoever Woj Jahaski, who is not. <laughs> nope. No. Woj Narosky. Correct. That's the, playing defense slapped the floor. That's Woj Jahaski. Well, and also... Yeah, Gene Wojciechowski. Yeah. From game day. Yeah, different. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, lot of them. Anyways, I thought they were all related. That's 100% on me, and I think you well, know, the Polish way. people are probably going to be mad about that. Well, in some way, they're all related, you know? And for the people in Pittsburgh that were saying that they're stupid, I know a stupid Polish person. So it's not as if that they're completely <laughs> off base. That works. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with them saying that. You don't deserve that. We'll talk to Woj about that and what you just said. AJ, real quick, we need to take a moment to do this because we haven't yet today. Your hair looks phenomenal, dude. Hey, thank you. You should be really proud of yourself. You did a great job. Yes. We finally made it all the way to final form of the mullet. It's very, it's it's great to be here. I mean, when you talk about patience and Mm -hmm. discipline and buy-in. Yeah. Yeah, have to. And just some nights where you're completely fed up with the hair, how it looked. You had to go through phases where we know. Yeah, exactly. That need to be said. No, it's just a part of growing the hair out. But you sure. go ahead. You can go ahead and say it. I'm not going to say no, it. You should. It, it, it's, it's awesome now to hear it. You go through hat that. phases. Yes. Where phases where you have to wear a hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you look they like shit. You can say it. I yes, you. exactly. Thank you went you. through a shit phase. He, well, you get it. Boom, long hair. Yeah. 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 Every, there is phases where mm-hmm. For sure. it doesn't look good. And when you're on camera every day, there's a lot of opportunity potentially to say, like, I'm sick of seeing my fucking hair look the way it looks. Fuck it. And you stuck, stuck with it. it. And That's look right. where you're at right now, dude. That Kentucky waterfall mm-hmm. looks better mm-hmm. than I think any of us could have fathomed. Yeah, yeah, we need, we need, side, profile. We need yeah. side profile. I've, never, I've, I've honestly never had hair this nice or this long. Look at the curls, dude. Get some products, perhaps, dude, going forward. It's a big day. Happy birthday. To that yeah. thing that's on your head right yeah. now. Thank you very much. Your bro. helmet was born on Wednesday, <laughs> June 21st, 2023. Happy say? fucking birthday. It's a great day, too, because June 21st, summer solstice, longest day of the year. Sun's, sun's up the longest. Oh, today. my God. Let's celebrate it. How about it, huh? Play 18 holes at 7 o'clock tonight if I want to. How's the back porch, <laughs> back porch barbers? Mm-hmm. JC is what we call him. His brand is back porch barber. He's a weapon. He yeah. did a great job. He did. Speaking of a weapon, he does a great job joining us now for the first time ever. Okay. He's a man that we certainly had to figure out how his name was pronounced, and I'm not sure that I know the right answer to that at this point. 
Oh shit! Never mind. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> insider for the NFL, the insider for the NFL, yeah. absolute dog. Oh. Sorry about it. Thought it was another insider from ESPN because we're in our basketball conversation in Polish conversation. This man is not Polish, but he does have people in every single NFL building. He's also the host of a podcast named after himself that could be the biggest podcast whenever he wanted it to be the biggest podcast because he could break any of the news that he wanted on that podcast and we would all talk about it. The most recent one, Dalvin Cook on his podcast saying he would love to play yeah. with DeAndre Hopkins. Sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, senior NFL insider at ESPN, Adam Schefter. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, man. Well, Pat, these are my first appearance since you and the guys have been welcome to ESPN, so congratulations to everybody there officially. Welcome to the team. It's a great place to be. Have loved working there, and we're very honored and happy to have you aboard. And I also know that I'm just the warm-up act today for Woj. Let's be honest. Right? Well, Woj a- coming on. That he's the headliner here, and I am happy to be the opening act for him any day of the week. Listen, gotta set the tone. Obviously, those people have very important jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be clear. I did think that he was coming on right now <laughs> in my head, just strictly because we're talking Poland, right. pierogi. Remember, well, we talked yep. about pierogi. Yeah. And the NBA draft is happening tomorrow, so that's 100% on me. But we are very thankful that you're back, and thank you for the welcome there. That was very kind of you. You're one of the weapons that we're excited to get to know a little bit more with our addition and entrance to ESPN. Lucky to be there, thankful to be there. Thank you for joining us. Let's dive in now. Your podcast could just be the biggest podcast of all time if you wanted it to be, couldn't it? Because you could have you could have any information you wanted, yep. and you could record a five-minute voice memo, what? and you could upload that as the Adam Schefter podcast, mm-hmm. and then you could just put that out, and then all of a sudden everything would have to credit the Adam Schefter podcast, and you'd be able to do whatever. You could do wow. that. I assume you'd rather just build your Twitter account to be a fucking animal, but right. in your podcast, Dalvin Cook said he wanted to be teammates with DeAndre Hopkins. Is there any other stuff to that? Any teams that would think about that? And how would that work, you think, Shefty? Well, first of all, I got to talk to you about then growing my podcast here and seeing how I should maximize the growth of that kind of thing, because I haven't done as good a job with that as I could. So I'd like to talk to you offline about that some other time. I just said all my thoughts. I I, I said all my thoughts right there. I think that's good, though, because with the voice memo app, with the way technology is these days, with how you can upload, if you could just get somebody to send you a voice memo, too, and then you talk to the person, boom, that's an easy. With your connections, boom, that seems like a a pretty simple thing to do. And I only realized that because... Literally, it was like from the Adam Schefter podcast, Dalvin Cook says this. I'm like, man, that podcast could have every fucking tweet. Well, you know, yep. you know that, that's very interesting. We, we got a few things that are percolating here. Like you always think some things in the hopper, right? And so uh, no different now. And we'll put that into the oh, processor. And mm. oh, okay. I, I, okay. I, I, hey, Shefty, 10% now. You know how this yeah. works. That's Free business. Day. We do that whole thing. But what, Hey, you know what? I'll bring you on as a partner. You got a lot going on already, but I'm happy to bring you in as part of this. And if there's some for me, there's some for you. So let's go. I like the way you do business. It sounds fantastic, (laughs) but let's dive into it. Your podcast, Calvin Cook, saying that he wouldn't mind being teammates with Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Back to that. Let's let's get back to that. Yeah, we got got that business done. Let's talk about this business. That would be big business. And is anybody thinking about that? (laughs) Well, I said to him at one point during the podcast, I'm like, have you spoken or reached out to DeAndre, had any communication with him at all during this. And he hadn't. He's like, I don't have his number. I'm like, I'll send you his number, reach out to him. And that would be interesting. He's like, I'd love to play with him. It would be epic. Now, do I think that that's going to happen? Ultimately, probably not. But it's not out of the question. It's just a question of whether a team would be willing to play both 
uh, whether each guy might be willing to take a little bit less to be together. Again, not a likely scenario, but not out of the question. They're both free agents. You don't find players of their caliber on the street in late June at the same time together. And it looks like neither one's in any great rush. It could happen at any time. But, you know, teams will get ready for training camp, and it seems like things will pick up closer to them for them. But if they want to go and make it a package deal, they could certainly do that. They could talk about that. And it'll be two great guys having your team right now. How do you see that going for both of them? Do you think they are going to, because you said they would have to take less money. Obviously, they would if they're going to the same team. Would it be a one-year type deal that we're kind of seeing out of some other players? Got to prove it type deal. That's why they would take the pay cut and they would prove it and win and then potentially get another big deal somewhere else. How would that work? And have you heard from teams on whether or not they're going to pay D-Hop or uh, pay Dalvin Cook, who we both believe, you know, Dogs. Still up yeah. here in the whole yeah. thing. But it is June. You know, that is a, it is a weird time. Well, I think the idea of them playing together is probably more fantasy football than anything else. But like I said, not out of the question. And so um, DeAndre visited Tennessee and New England. Could I see Tennessee be interested in Dalvin? No. Could I see New England make a call? Yeah, I could see that. Ooh. Now, could they both wind up in New England? Again, it, it, it just seems a little bit of a stretch, but why not, right? Like, Ooh. I don't think it's a likely scenario. Like I said, that would be a team that would come to mind. Um, I proposed on my podcast that the New York Jets to take good. a run at Dalvin Cook. Like, that makes sense to me. If you look at the Jets' schedule early in the year, it's a gauntlet. Look at their first six, seven games. They play the Bills. They play what? the Cowboys. They what? play the Chiefs. They play what? the Eagles. What? Like, they, they are really up against it early. And – we don't know how soon and how effective Brees Hall is going to be coming back from the ACL that he suffered in Week 7 last year. So if Brees Hall is not 100% and you could complement him with a guy like Dalvin Cook, great. Now maybe you do a deal with Dalvin and you say, hey, DeAndre, we'd love to have you here too in New York. I know we haven't visited yet, but why don't you come to New York? He's in New York right now. He's posting videos. Like It's not hard to get him out to New York and go visit with the Jets. So again, probably more fantasy football than anything else, but on June 21st, it's a fun topic to talk about. It certainly is. It certainly is. And we appreciate your passion and your selling there. Because I, as a New York Jet, I'm thinking like Brees Hall. We forget Brees Hall. Brees yes. Hall was so good. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, immediately in the NFL, he gets in. And every single week, we see this motherfucker running away from people. Mm-hmm. We see him pulling away from people that are smaller than him. Every single week. Hey, let, let, let me tell you something. You think about it. He would have won. Yeah. He would have won the Offensive Rookie of the Year. And instead, Garrett Wilson wins the Offensive Rookie of the Year. And Sauce Gardner wins the Defensive Rookie of the Year. So they got some young talent there. And Dalvin there in New York, to me, would make a lot of sense. Um, I don't know how interested the Jets are or aren't. I would think that it'd be logical that everybody wants to go play with Aaron there. So we'll see if the two sides can somehow get together at some point in time. And in my opinion, make a match that would make some sense for both sides. God, could you imagine this Jets team going on a run? Hall could have happened in Green Bay. Go ahead, AJ. Shefty, do we know if there are still players like under investigation with this whole gambling situation? I know the NFL put out their six bullet points or whatever on what you should do. And also, is this – are any other professional sports worried that this is going to bleed into their sport? Are they investigating their players, say, in baseball, basketball, everything else? Well, I, I asked that very question to the NFL yesterday. They had a conference call to kind of go over all these ru- rules and tell everybody all the things that players can't be doing. And 
you know, you're not allowed to bet on football. You're not allowed to do it from your team's facility. You're not allowed to bet on your own games. The one guy right now that's going to be in trouble is the Colts cornerback, Isaiah Rogers. Oh, no. I asked the league specifically that question, AJ. I said, do we have an update on how close uh, Isaiah Rogers is to being disciplined? And are there other players under investigation? League declined comment. So I just mm. think that <clears throat> they're trying to send a message and make it very well known with all players. Like, They've already visited 12 teams in recent weeks to give them the point-by-point bulletin, a 30-minute slideshow about the things that players can and can't do. They're scheduled to visit six more. So that means they'll visit 18 of the 32 teams. They're trying to get in front of them, trying to get in person. It's not hard. We, we We can save them the work right now. Can't bet on football games. Can't do it in your facility. Can't do it on the road trips. Can't do it in your team's plane on the bus yeah, yeah. state can't do it yeah and the way you're delivering that is exactly how it sounds whenever the nfl has to go around and tell people about something that's very important that somebody else in the league certainly fucked up that you know the but, NFL, the nfl but, had a lot of those uh-huh. moments it's like hey but, everybody four-hour conference yeah, yeah. right now right now can't be doing this and then it it goes in i i don't want to talk for everybody but, but pat right out the owners end. are allowed to make deals with gambling companies of course and they are allowed to open sports books in their stadiums oh. so it's good for the owners of course but everybody else gotta be a little careful yeah and we agree though like we think the integrity of the sport has to remain and if it does and can't even though everybody's talking about like uh the scripting conversation yeah. on the internet yeah. was loud last year loud 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 this is scripted this is scripted this is scripted and as the sports gambling world continue to go this that gets louder feels like those two are on the same path mm-hmm. people lose something and they see some fuckery and they think to themselves, uh-huh. yeah, he got to be working <laughs> against me. Yeah. Got to be yeah. working against me. You know, so if they lose the integrity, like hearing that Isaiah Rogers was betting on NFL games, like they should tell us if it was on the Colts or not. Like that is a piece of information I think the public should hear. You know, because if he was betting, let's say, against the Colts, and even if it wasn't on the Vikings game, right. largest comeback in NFL history, mm. happens after a 33-0 thing. People start piecing that together. The league's right. going to take a fucking hit for that. Like yeah. People aren't going to necessarily trust what they're watching. And that's the only thing, I think, that can slow down this money train that the NFL currently is. So I agree with it. And I try to tell them, like, in no, I don't know how many dudes watch our show. I'm sure they see clips. Whatever. You get it. Like, just when you retire... Sports gambling is going to be so much better. Yeah, it's going to be so much better. The tax is going to be figured out. You know, you're going to know more. The money's going to be made. There's going to be more states. More regulations have been figured out. You guys are going to fucking crush it. Mm -hmm. Just do it when you're retired because everything else. Because whenever you talk about the hypocrisy of obviously the NFL can make money off it. That's happened with alcohol and scratch offs and everything like that for a long time. But it's like, hey, just wait, boys. You can't do it, boys. But some people aren't going to listen, Shefty, and that has to be a real fear. The, the league has always, always harped on the integrity. Of the game. It's always been one of the biggest points. Like, you remember when Tony Romo was going to do a fantasy football convention oh, yeah. in Las Vegas, <laughs> and the league stepped in and blocked it. Like, it was crazy. that They were so opposed to anything that was even around gambling, around Las Vegas. And now we have a franchise in Las Vegas. We have a Super Bowl in Las Vegas. We've got sports books. And it's a different day and age. But to go along with that, to try to protect the integrity of the game, the league is making it a point to anybody that finds with records of that, that, hey, you're going to pay the price if we find that you violated the rules. And I think they're connected to these gambling sites and the fantasy sites so that 
if a player opens an account or is betting, they're triggered right away, and that player's in trouble almost immediately. Yeah, that's why when we heard, what, thousands of bets? Hundreds of bets. Hundreds. Hundreds of bets. Yeah. It's like, man, so they just said, when they find out, like, at his fifth bet, and they're like, let him keep fucking going. Let's, let's, see if he wins. let's just make the case. Let's make the case. Let's make the case. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I'm very glad that I don't work for the NFL anymore because I love playing fantasy football way too much. Are you good? Are you, I bet you're good, huh? You know, I bet you because you got that inside information. Uh-huh. You know what? I, I've never won in our league. We've got an ESPN War Room League, 16 teams. I've never won it. Never won it. But we have a basketball league, and I've won the basketball league three of the last four years. Explain that. Whoa. Really? Huh? You know, I love, I love fancy bet. Love, love. Yeah. Like daily or season long? What is it? Se- season long. Like live and die with it. Love that. Oh, Shafty, how do you have fucking? And I love fan. And I and you know what fancy? How football, do you have time, Shafty? You got a podcast. <laughs> you got all the you, the amount of humans hey. you have to talk. And then you what? You keep a daily journal, right? Yeah. Oh, Didn't yeah. we learn? You keep I, like a daily journal. How do you have all? Yeah, I do. Are you a, how do you have all the time? You got to be like a robot. How do how do you how do you do it? I have every day of my life documented since nineteen ninety. Every single day, like disappearance will make the journal. But you know, look, I don't have a I don't have a baby at home like you to take care of. Oh, I got a fourteen year old girl. I got a. I, it's my son's birthday today, too, 23. So I got Happy grown birthday. kids, so I can now play fantasy football. My wife loves, loves that I go from phone calls to playing fantasy. She she has no issue with it whatsoever. It's <laughs> yeah, great. I, yeah, love. You know, that's, that's real. <laughs> you know, that's genuine. I'm happy to hear that, though, Shefty. The guy does have good times. You hear this? Yeah, he's not just work, 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 work. No. He's not just work, 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 No, he's fantasy. fantasy no. sports. Basketball. No, guys, I'm, a fucking I'm ringer. Work. I'm work, I'm fancy football, fancy basketball, work, work, fancy golf, fancy basketball, work, work, fancy golf. Yep. Oh, and you got a nap in there somewhere, I guess. Yeah, sure. But geez, keep going, Shefty. Pac-Man has a question for you. What up, Shefty? Um, San Fran. What's up, Pac? What's up, man? Um, San Fran, they still got the three-head monsters with the quarterbacks. Um, they say Purdy is ready to go. Do you think the younger boy will get traded before uh camp, or do you think they're gonna stick with all three of them? No, you know, here's the thing. There really was never a lot of interest in Trey Lance for what they gave up and what they get back, which is not very much at all. It, it doesn't make sense to trade. There was no trade market. And Kyle Shanahan has said that they didn't have any trade talks with teams. He's not going there. He's not going anywhere right now. He's there. Now, I will say this. Sam Darnold signed with the 49ers on the first day of free agency. And if there's a player signing with the team on the first day, that tells you that the team really liked that guy. And they really did like Sam Darnold. He was looking at a couple of different options. He chose the 49ers. But let's also be very clear that Brock Purdy, if he's healthy, he's the guy on opening day. He's the starting quarterback. He's the number one. If he's not, if for some reason he can't go, we'll see how Darnold and Trey Lance do in camp this summer. My guess would be Darnold has a chance to really shine and excel. But there's a lot of preseason football left for those two guys to so, distinguish themselves. So Trey Lance never get on the field. We never get to see what he can do, really. Because he only played uh, three in, or four in games. San Francisco, I would say this. I would think that, look, Brock Purdy is the one, if healthy. And I think going into camp, Sam Darnold, I think, has the edge going into camp. But by the way, Trey Lance could play great. He worked over the summer with uh, Mahomes. And I heard he's Boy. made tremendous imp- I'm anxious to see how much he's improved and whether he can make that jump. Let's see it. Yeah, we all are. I think, like, the Trey Lance story is so fascinating. And obviously, you're on top of all of it that draft day, like we potentially were as well for that one time in the history of our entire show's existence. Them trading up, you know, moving the future, trading up to three, 
And then allegedly there being a little bit of a conflict between who wanted what and who wanted I, what. I, I don't think that's right. I, I'm just telling you, they traded up. They traded up with the idea that they loved Mac Jones. Okay, that, that when they made that trade, yeah. they traded up with the idea that they were going to draft, with the idea that they're going to draft Mac Jones, while also having, I think it was six weeks to the draft, maybe maybe a little less, a month or so, to look at the other prospects. And while they looked at the other prospects, they fell in love with the intangibles that Trey Lance demonstrated. He did testing and tested off the charts in terms of intelligence. They brought him in the building. The guy was ultra impressive. And even though they traded up with the idea of picking Mac Jones while doing their work, they became enamored with this guy and the upside that he had. And I think they felt like if they take Mac Jones then their offense, which many teams run versions of and they copy what they do, will continue to be duplicated. But it would be harder to duplicate what they do with a guy like Trey Lance, who freelances and plays spontaneous football the way he does. And so in the end, they went for the guy with the bigger upside, a guy that had great intangibles, and they went for Trey Lance. But I'm telling you, when they made the deal... The motivation initially was Mac Jones. Yeah, mm. in their eyes, the bigger upside, which is fascinating. And I guess you could see how the narrative that they were split on that decision could come because somebody who might not have chatted with one side yep. for like a couple months, yeah. yep. like heard this person wanted Mac Jones. Like everybody's saying Shanahan wanted Mac Jones and Lynch wanted Trey Lance. Yes. And Lynch but had- let me say this. You, they could be split. They could have all these people. They could have all the people they want with all the opinions in the end. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan is the head coach. Kyle Shanahan, whoever he wants, I don't care what the voices say. If there are so many voices that present Trey Lance and they're so persuasive and he listens, then yes, that's what they'll do. But ultimately, every organization's got a lot of voices, but one guy in the end that makes the decision, right? Hmm. So who's the man? Who's the, who's the, you're saying Shanahan's a decision maker? Kyle's a decision maker there, yes. Oh, him and John I... together. Him and John together. John is there to support Kyle and to do basically mm. the way they want to run it. Okay, so let's like go God on said. that note. So now Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, they end up being enamored by Trey Lance. So now, yes. do you think they have enough pride? I guess they would have to at this stage to be able to say, you know what? We don't have to get a look at this guy that caused a, quite a stir, quite a conversation. The way we traded, the move that was made, we were initially on this guy. We traded the future of the organization on this guy, and then we fell yeah. in love with this guy more doing this whole thing. Don't you think at some point they're going to want to look at that? Like, get an actual, like, yeah. were we right? Like, the, I think for like, um, you know, Madden games, Players don't have like emotions or egos or pride or any of those things. No. They're waking up 94 every single day. <laughs> That's it. Coaches, same thing. They're waking up, whatever you want to call them. It's like humans, though, when they get involved, there's legacy, there's pride, there's ego. There's a lot of potential like worry that you're going to be viewed as a failure, especially when you trade a couple of the future first round picks <clears throat> on it all. Don't, there's not going to, they, they can move past not really getting an, it, not getting an actual look at Trey Lance, or do they view that they've already kind of gotten a good thorough look at what Trey Lance is and well, they just well, have well, decided. Well. They have gotten a good look at Trey Lance. They've seen him every day during OTAs, during training camp, during preseason games, during two regular season games. They've seen it. Now, what they've seen so far may be different than what they see in the future. Players evolve. I'll go back to when Mike Shanahan was the head coach and Kyle was the ball boy, and I'm covering that team 
And the Broncos drafted in the first round during their first Super Bowl year, a guy by the name of Trevor Price, who in his first year as a first-round draft pick was no good. He was terrible. They were ready to cut him after one year. And then the guy became one of the best defensive linemen in the game. Players grow and evolve over time. And just because they don't pan out early in their career doesn't mean that they're not going to pan out later. Different players have different growth cycles, especially a guy like Trey Lance, who played so little college football, who sat out during the COVID years. His growth cycle is different than maybe any player we've had because of the lack of experience. So I think they're waiting at a certain point, and maybe it was this offseason when he spent time around Mahomes, that they see this growth in him, but up to date, he hasn't been as ready as people would like, right? At Up to date. That doesn't mean he won't be this. We don't know. That's why I said I, and I'm sure they, are excited to see what he can do because he does have talent and he does have upside. But again, he's learning, growing, and evolving and continues to do so. That's interesting. That's mm. fascinating. You said a lot right there. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like Shanahan like, cares. Yeah. Like we, he, Not like, hey, ready to move on from Trey Lance. It's like, uh, when we put him out there, I want him to look good. Yeah. Like, yeah. We made a pretty big decision here. Would like him to look good whenever we put him but out But you know what? Here's the thing. They did make a big decision. But they also hit on Brock Purdy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... So yeah, but Shefty, like you know, you and I Lance, both know GMs aren't like that. GMs don't view it that way. Like there's GMs know, that don't but, care that they drafted a guy in fifth round. It's like, well, if I, I know, but they traded all those picks. They traded all those picks to solidify the quarterback position, and it looks like, in a roundabout way, they have. Bingo. So yeah. again, so Bingo. let's see if Trey Lance turns into the quarterback that they envisioned, right. which. He's been okay so far, but there's more there, Hell and yeah. it's up to them yeah. to harness that and him to grow it, and let's see. And in the interim, they hit on a guy that has been better than they ever expected. Let's go. Better than anybody could have yeah. yeah. Absolute dog. Go ahead, AJ. Shefty, do you have any idea what kind of the level of activity and throwing that Brock Purdy will have throughout training camp? Is he going to get much time in these preseason games? I know he's already throwing, but we don't know exactly yeah. like the velocity or what he can do. It's all been charted and planned. Like, they have a whole game plan for him, and I don't know the specific game plan for the summer, whether – I'm sure he won't be throwing every day. Like, whatever the doctors have prescribed to them in terms of what is necessary for that recovery. But, you know, they're optimistic, optimistic, but don't know that he'll be ready for opening day. But there's still a whole way to go. There's a whole plan that's in place. You know how these coaches plan out all their practices for all the training camp? Well, there's a Brock – Purdy plan too, probably, right? Like you just lay it out. I don't know the specifics of it, but everything that he does is going to be closely monitored all summer long. That's awesome to hear. And that's very, you know, uh, Operandus mo- mo- modus, modus operandi. operandi. Yeah, That's modus yeah. operandi. Yep. That is standard <laughs> operating procedure <laughs> yeah. for pretty much everything. Physical therapists put together a plan. You're throwing seven balls here. Yep. You're doing this right. here. You're what? doing this here. Has he checked all the boxes? We assume he has. They said everything's so good. So far. Okay, good. So for- far. Hey, everybody, that's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty. That's pretty good. Connor has a question for you with a new mullet. Shefty, uh, what's going on up in Buffalo? Obviously, the Stefan Diggs kind of kicked off this whole entire, you yeah. could say, drama up there. What's the reason for all that, him being in the building, him not being at camp, him being away from the building, then he's back at camp? And then with Leslie Frazier, what's going on? There's rumors that, and maybe they've been confirmed, maybe they haven't, that he 
didn't just step away. He was almost let go and uh, that he won't be returning to Buffalo. And then lastly, this was kind of recent news. They got 60,000 seats in their <laughs> new uh, stadium, but they have 63,000 season ticket holders. How the hell is that going to work? That's a Patriots fan. That's yeah. a Patriots just, fan. Just curious. All, all, all questions. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot there, Connor. We'll start with Diggs. And I'll just say that I think that his unhappiness goes back weeks, if not months. And – you know, wide receivers are interesting. I don't know that he was getting the ball quite as much as he wanted last year, even though he was getting it. Like, if you look back over the three years, he's the third most targeted wide receiver in football. But I think it was when he was getting it, how often he was getting it, when games were on the line. I don't know that he felt like he was being counted on to his level of productivity. And so th- there's been things with him that have dated back for a while. Now, it certainly seems like they got in a room. They all talked about it. Uh, they made their attempts to appease him and all sides put their issues on the table and we'll see how it goes. I think for now, everything is good, but let's see what happens if they lose a game and he doesn't get the ball and let's see if it lasts. Um, Leslie Frazier, I I don't know specifically. I have not heard that. I'll just say Leslie Frazier is one of the finest men that I've ever met in the National Football League. He is an unbelievable guy. It's hard to imagine that like somebody like him and Sean McDermott couldn't get along and figure something out. But I don't know the specifics of that. And those seating issues, those are the issues you want. Like when they open that new stadium, there'll be 863,000 people in upstate New York that want to go to those games. Like Everybody is going to want to go to the games. And if they have 63,000 season ticket holders for 60,000 slots, well, all that's going to do is elevate the demand. And everybody's going to want to go to that new stadium to go see that team anyway. Yeah. It's not going to be – those are good problems to have for that team. Hell, nice. yeah. And their team has good culture, good vibe, too. So, to what you said about McDermott and Leslie Frazier, they had to find a way to get along. Everything we've heard out of that building is, like, good. That's why the Stephon Diggs stuff is crazy. Because right. Poyer, Micah, mm-hmm. yep. Dawson Knox, Vaughn. Gabe Davis, Vaughn Miller, Josh Allen, Cole Beasley. Yep. After his second album, before his yep. third. Mitch right. Morse. Mitch Morse been on the program. Anybody else? Naeem Hines has been on the program. Yeah. Trey White, he popped in one time, Tredavious White. Mm-hmm. Everybody we've talked to up there loves yeah. fucking being in yeah. Buffalo. Like, yeah. they yeah. love being a Bill. So that's why the Stephon Diggs stuff kind of came out of nowhere for all of us, I think. I mean, it was because we've seen him in Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he's pissed. He's dancing yeah. in that crowd, which looks sweet. Listen, he, I, he's, he's a great guy. I love Diggs. Wide receivers are different sometimes, and uh, in this particular case, maybe that's what this is about. You can, they prima donnas. I already told the boys all why these wide receivers are prima donnas, man. Yeah, I mean, you said it back. Man. There has been yeah. some situations that have certainly said that, but then you got Megatron. Boom, that's right? You know, they all want, still prima donnas in some kind of way, bro. Randy Moss, obviously. Come on, they all prima donnas in some kind Whoa. of way. Yeah, but Randy Moss got all under it. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. I'm not, no, not, he did. not, not, not. He did. I, I don't know if you want on your. He will. He went on my. He would go. He would go. Everybody. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's great. Oh, I'm not getting All into time. it. I'm not getting into yeah. it. Well, but I, in my eyes, dog. And some wide receivers are so freaking good at tailgating. There's nobody that's more fun to mess with at ESPN than Randy Moss. I love stealing that guy's shoes when he's not looking, <laughs> hiding them from him. Whoa. Make sure he can't find them. It's great. That's it. You're Nothing, sneaking out of the. You're sneaking out of the thing, grabbing the shoes and get them out of there. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I, 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 I done you crawling down? What do you? I've done to a few. Anything you do to mess with Moss is always fun. He's like greatest athlete of all time. 
He's unbel- he is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. West Virginia. He was a punt returner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a punt returning award named after him. That's how fucking good of a punt returner he was. Imagine that guy sitting back there catching no. punts. No, thanks. No way. The highlights of him and Jason Williams in high school mm-hmm. playing basketball. Oh, my Kidding God. Me? And then the stories about him showing up in jeans and saying, who's That's the fastest up. on this yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah. field? And then you're smoking him. What a dog, dude. Yeah. And He's an interesting guy. I love him. He's an interesting guy. We, well, you're we taking his shoes. <laughs> you're taking his shoes and hiding these things. I mean, your Monday Night <laughs> Countdown crew is fantastic. I believe we just lost some lights in here. That's and we're and back. back. Wow. That was Ulysses. Yep. Uh-huh. Ulysses walked around. He was too electrifying. Sent shocks through the entire Thunderdome. <laughs> Ty has a question for you, Shefty. Shefty, what's yes, going sir. on with uh, Tyreek Hill? We saw the report that he allegedly assaulted someone down at some marina in Miami. Do you know what's going on there, and how serious of a situation is this? Well, did you see Drew Rosenhaus swimming with the sharks? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, how did that yeah. – what was that? You think you think that shark was in trouble and Drew's like, I got it, give me the fucking thing, and hops out there? What do you think that was? There has to be some correlation between that, right, Pat? Like, you know, Tyreek was protecting I, – now, I don't know what the deal is other than he's under investigation for an alleged assault. This he, is he not that. There. Drew Rosenhaus went fishing with Tyreek Hill. Now, I was wondering, they put up the tweet. They put up the videos of Drew swimming with the sharks, and then the news comes out that Tyreek is involved in an incident that's under investigation by the Miami police. I don't know if it was the same day, if it's related. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is there. But look, the NFL will wait for the legal process to play itself out. We'll see what the police do or don't come up with. If there's something there, then the league will have to step in. And if there's not, we'll see what they come up with down in Miami. But the police are looking into it. Uh, not the kind of headline that you want this time of the year. Those are the things you want to avoid. I'm excited to hear Drew's side of it all. Mm-hmm. He's there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And Drew. Well, Drew will tell you about how he wrestled with the shark, you know. and Greatest day of my life. <laughs> yeah. How great he was, how awesome it was. I felt like such Post a, you know, I went out there. <laughs> and then immediately upon getting back on land, I mean, just a. Uh, Tyreek was still fired And now we got a mm-hmm. full, a, a bop on the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you read? That is what the report said. Is that uh, it was it was like uh, you know a marina hand or something like that, and he came up and bopped him right on the back of the head. <laughs> the guy's not pressing charges at this time, but okay. Hmm. Well, I'm happy to hear that there's no charges being pressed, obviously, for any NFL player. But yeah. sometimes you give a little bop. That can be a little startling. Oh, if yeah. People aren't ready for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Moss, Moss has done that to me when I've taken his shoes. I'm not pressing charges. Oh, you're going bothered by Moss here. Oh. Sneaking around there and stealing his shoes. <laughs> Last question here. A little bit of a hypothetical. Good. Yeah, Shefty, it is June. Uh, so the middle of June and the news is a little bit slow. So let's play hypothetical. Um, yeah. In Arizona, Kyler's not going to play for a good bit because of his injury. There is a new GM. There is a new head coach. They didn't draft him. They didn't pay him. Is there a chance now they're projected potentially to be the number one overall pack pick last year? Is there a chance that Kyler could potentially ever be traded and that Drake May or Caleb Williams would be their number one overall pick next year? Definitely. Like, I mean, I think that's all part of the conversation. They're not the ones that backed Kyler. We've seen that GMs and coaches like their own people. Um, they're, they're saying and doing right now all the right things to support Kyler when they put up the statue or retired his number, whatever they did at Oklahoma, they all went, which was great to see. Like they're standing behind him. They're supporting him. But let's be honest. They are loaded in the draft next year. They've got their own one, which potentially is, is going to be a high pick. They've got the Texans one, which could potentially be a high pick. There's some scenarios where they could be picking one and two. So if there is a generational quarterback on the board, like Caleb Williams, of course. Like, that's going to be a storyline that follows them all year long. And we're waiting to see 
if and when Kyler can come back. But, yeah, it's it's a new regime loaded with picks. So, yes, there are questions about his future there, which is why it was important for him to get paid. And it was a good thing that he got paid last year. And uh, we'll see where that all goes now. Last question, actually, and I think it's new regime. Saquon, Giants are back talking. How do we feel about that before the deadline? But they, they, they've been communicating all along. Okay. They just have not made very much progress. And look. What do you mean? Like, hey, how you doing? Uh, still. All right. Okay. See you tomorrow. Hey, we, we, Send you we need more money. We're not going to give you it. You know, here's the issue, right? Like, Daniel Jones gets, what, $40 million a year on average. Um, Dexter Lawrence gets close to $20 million a year, maybe more. I forget the exact number. And I think everybody could agree that Saquon is probably the most valuable player on that team. So you're telling me that he's going to be paid a third of what Daniel Jones makes, half of what Dexter Lawrence makes. Like, it's crazy that he's that good. But that's the debate that both sides have to figure out by the July 17th deadline to sign a long-term deal because you've got their best player, but you've got him playing a position that just isn't paid the way that other positions are. So he's arguing, I'm valuable to your team. They're saying you play running back. That's not a highly paid position. And we'll leave it to them to try to figure out and split the differences of the things that they've been unable to agree upon throughout the course of this offseason. Where it gets interesting is if they don't have a deal after that deadline on July 17th, what does he then do? What does Josh Jacobs do? What do they do without long-term contract? Because those guys have to get paid. They're incredibly important to their teams. Yeah, and you never know what next season is going to bring or how the team's going to be. Your stock can go down, especially yeah. at a position that stock is already down. So good luck to all parties. They, I hope that everybody gets a deal done worth a billion dollars. Yeah, uh, Joining us for the first time in – it's been a bit. It has. Yes. Almost like the watch-along. Since the watch-along. It was probably. fantastic. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. Thank you for joining us. Well, I, I'm happy to be the opening act for Woj anytime. Well, Enjoy him. Know. I mean, he's he's going to have real news today. He's going to have real news. He's got real stuff going on. Real stuff. Real. As opposed to June 21st in the football world. <laughs> no, yeah. Dalvin Cook said yeah. he thinks about potentially yeah. playing yeah. with DeAndre Hopkins. That's Come real on. news. Real news. <laughs> we appreciate the hell out of you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Shifter. Yeah. And Adrian Wojnarowski's joining us in moments. Let's go. Mm-hmm. AJ, I don't know how many times you practice saying his name. I will say that I've practiced it over the last five minutes more times than I would like to <laughs> admit publicly. Yep. Mm. This is a tough one for my style of speaking to say. Yeah. This is a tongue twister, but what I do know is this man's going to have all the breaking news about the NBA draft that's happening tomorrow night, and it matters. Because there's potentially a NBA changer getting drafted at the top of it, a seven foot four man, simply known by the name of Wemby, out of France, who's 19 and more enlightened and deeper thinking than any of us in this yeah, room for sure. combined. No doubt. What else do we need to know about? I guess there's just a trade. Yeah. yeah. Lillard and the Trailblazers, yeah. what they're going to do with that pick. Paul George potentially getting traded. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Miller. Yeah. yeah. Out of Alabama. Mm hmm. Zion. Which Brandon Miller. Yeah, we remember. Player. Guy's really good at basketball. Really good. You know how we know he's really good at basketball? Why? Because he's still playing basketball. Great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, what yeah. happened in the in the lines being introduced for those games right after. He's very, very, yeah. very, very good at the yeah. basketball. Yes. He says Paul George's best player of all time. Not LeBron James. Or a player of this generation. Not LeBron. Paul Ooh. George. 
Brandon Miller did. So I enjoy that Brandon Miller is a free thinker. <laughs> yeah, right. I like that he is <laughs> not conforming to anybody. What else do we need to know about what's going on? Adrian Wojnarowski will tell us that in a matter of a couple of moments. Let's talk about some things that are happening in the NFL world quickly. And, um, you know, Shefty kind of hinted at it a little bit. Josh Jacobs, another franchise tag running back that we have not talked about. Yeah. All conversation going through Saquon and the Giants. Josh Jacobs, hell of a football player. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seems like it's been rocky with Josh since day one when he was playing in the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> How do you feel like that works out? And we haven't really talked about Josh Jacobs at all. That's a real thing going on yeah, right now in real, Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a real thing, including they don't have a quarterback right now. You need a running game. You ain't got nobody to throw Adams the ball. You need to figure out something quick. But I think he deserved to get paid, man. He's been playing really good. Yeah. For a good little time, so hopefully he'll get paid. Well, hopefully I, they can meet him in the middle I'd somewhere. We were right just talking there. about the Barkley thing. We saying no, but like it's gonna be players that did the same thing that got down in Baltimore did, and we say he was hurt, but sometimes you gotta make business decisions, and I, I just don't see the best player on the team getting not even half of a guy that's not even catching. 200 balls or What about Jimmy? I mean, you, you talk about Jimmy G getting paid now. Granted, it's all become incentive-based based on a physical of the foot that requires surgery that we didn't know about. We thought the shoulder was a problem. Turns out he still had a foot problem yeah. Yeah. that was lingering, I guess, into his physical with the Las Vegas Raiders. But he's getting paid whatever that contract is. And Josh Jacobs is like, oh, 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 what is, oh, what is you know? This guy hasn't even played for us. Yeah. This guy is, how come you I think can't? they're going to pay him? They seem, it seems like they're on that path where, hey, let's franchise him, and then we'll let somebody else pay him. Josh McDaniels probably never going nah, to Not is, never, but probably not going to pay a running back. There is little to no chance he gets paid. You just mentioned Josh Jacobs is saying, oh, I think Josh McDaniels <laughs> is the one saying, oh, okay, Josh, you want to get paid? You're not going to get paid as a Raider. And that's just the reality of the situation. And I think because of the Darren Waller situation, how that played out with Josh McDaniels, I'm not so sure McDaniels is like, hey, th- th- this town's only big enough for one Josh. And unfortunately, that's me. You it ain't see. you, pal. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Tom. I mean, we're just talking because we're always talking about Saquon. And stuff. Josh Jacobs has arguably had the better career so far. He had yes, he had yes, almost seventeen hundred yards last year. He's, He's awesome. Three, three of his four seasons had a thousand. The one that he didn't, he had eight hundred. He's had over ten touchdowns, like almost every like. That's crazy. Like also, people yeah. forget about. Was homeless, right? Uh huh. Living in his car with his dad. Yeah. Josh, Josh Jacobs, homeless at one yeah. point in his life, grinding through everything like that. And if you just look at the Raiders situation and. In this past year, I guess it's just fresh topic, especially in the offseason if we're talking about a player. He he played in that Hall of Fame game, yeah. you know? And when we saw him in the Hall of Fame game, anybody that's been around the NFL was like, <laughs> why, why is Josh Jacobs playing in a USFL game? Right <laughs> yeah. There is a USFL game happening in NFL uniforms in Canton, Ohio at a high school stadium. And Josh fucking Jacobs is the only one playing there. And he got like ball like 20. He got like 15 yeah. carries. A lot. Yeah, he got the ball a lot. And it was like, whoa, what the hell's going on? And then we automatically assume, well, Josh McDaniels and him must not get along. He works his way back, seemingly quiet. Yeah. Didn't yeah. cause uh, mm-hmm. a single peep about it all. Gets a C on his chest. He becomes like the most valuable part of the team. I wonder, you know, Josh Jacobs is a human. He remembers how this whole thing started. Yeah. And then whenever these businesses, the business offers being made, he's Probably remembering, like, this guy wasn't in on me ever. Yeah, wanted yeah. me out. That's an easy thing you can see kind of get personal, maybe. And then they he tweets out bad business, which that could be to anything. Yeah. Of course. That could be to anything, AJ. He might have been watching, um, you know, the Vanderpump Rules reunion. Yeah, yeah Shark Tank. He, yeah, he, definitely. He's a big Tom Sandoval fan right here. Okay, so that's the one everybody hates, right? Well, actually, no. not Yeah, you, that's not the right one, right? 
I don't know. I don't no, know. it is. It is. He's he the one with the mustache. He talks shit on Pittsburgh too. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that guy. Fuck. Who did? did? Sand. Sand a loser. <laughs> like what? Who did? Sand a what? This guy plays star. in a fucking cover band, okay? And he was bitching about having to go tour and do a show in Pittsburgh. Uh, fuck wait, you, cover? pal. Hey, pal, we don't even know you're there. Cover band's <laughs> playing. We're not there the for you. We're there for the booze. Don't yeah, Irish right. smash a fucking guitar over his head. You're goddamn right. And then he said, call Leah, dude. The whole, the, whole, the whole thought, okay, that this scumbag. <laughs> what, AJ? What happened? I didn't hear. What did he say about Pittsburgh? He's bitching about having to go play with his cover band in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's like, hey, bub. Great place. Just learned that you said that, and I can start piecing some things together. Everybody hates you because you said that. Mm-hmm. I think that is why. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Everybody don't hate him. What are you talking Hold about? The phone. Everybody don't hate him. Oh, Batman likes him because of that. I'm just saying. You what are you talking Everybody. Oh, yeah. You do not want to be it ain't on this guy's side. Pac-Man, bad idea? Bad idea? Oh, Everybody huh? hates this guy. I don't know what he did, but he did something that made every human hate him. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen, you know, so every once in a while there'd be a random fucking trend. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. All capital letters normally. Yep. It's like, well, somebody really wants to make a statement. And this one had like five digits under it, the amount of tweets. Yep. Holy shit. There's like 55,000 tweets about this. Mm-hmm. What something, was the statement? Something. This guy fucked up. Yeah, I mean, he we're did. talking. He cheated. Is that what it was? And he lied. Yeah. And he what? stole. What? Yeah. Lie, cheat, and steal? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all the above. I think the cheat one was the big one, but. Yeah, I don't know about the, the, the stealing. I kind of just threw that in there because I thought it might <laughs> oh, sound allegedly, good. allegedly. But, Got it. But from what, Arson. I, from yeah. what I've gathered, Boom. this guy is a massive piece of yeah. shit. He's, He's the opposite scumbag. of what we did with Joe DiNardo is what was happening to him oh my on God. the internet. Is he a singer? Oh. He's a singer. Is he lead or is he guitar? Yeah, he's lead, but I mean, it's cover band. What's, what's he playing? What's yeah. he, you know? He's not an axe man. I know that. If you have enough talent, though, it can make up for everything else. All these people that hate him, if he comes out with one banger, True. everybody will forget about him because he has talent. The guy stinks, I assume, with what he said about Pittsburgh. Yeah. No talent having son of a bitch. Yeah, makes a, he's a mixologist, I believe, as well, and people say he's not even good at making drinks. Dude, John Taffer would judge you on that, pal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, you I know about that. the PMS system, too. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? POS. There it is. Piece of shit system if it's Tom. Yep. Bingo. Point of sale if it's anybody else. Also, this guy talks shit about a friend of mine's mom, I guess. I just hey, what? Oh. The Chrisleys? Dude from WWE that works there a long time. No. Nobody's <laughs> talking bad about the Chrisleys right okay. now. They're doing a hard time. I wasn't sure. Yeah. They're doing a hard time. Ah, uh, plenty of people are talking bad about the Chrisleys, but yeah, you can continue. <laughs> are they still in there? I think so for a long time. Yeah. Long, long time. 12 years, I think. Long time. Yeah. Listen, we don't love it. Yeah. Okay, but you can't be doing what she was doing. So, nope. so. Loudly, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Can't be having your ass out in the street, Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah. He was making. Let's make a show about what we're fucking. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a bad idea. <laughs> when Mahomes retires, she'll be out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I'm here in front of mine. Push this man really? on television. Whoa, that's what I just learned from Zito. Who guy works at WWE? We know his sister's in that show. Remember? Mm-hmm. I guess oh, in really? one of the episodes. Take sisters and on... no, not on our channel. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> what the hell? Very talented documentary guy. Oh. He's awesome. Super cool looking motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember he came into yes. last office, rock star. Mm-hmm. Yes. Drains a three mm-hmm. in leather and boots. Yeah. Yep. Long hair. Dog. Dog. I, his sister is in the show. I did know that. Really? I guess he was a part of this whole thing. He got into it with this guy. I hate this guy. Barry's Pittsburgh pushes my guy. 
Fuck this guy. That dude's a big son of a bitch. Too. You were trying to be on his side? What is your problem? I thought it was all about the Pittsburgh thing. I didn't know. No. I know. I know I was all of that. With yeah. the West Virginia football shirt on, I mean, it's just, everything's going, showing up wrong with West Virginia football right now. No, West Virginia basketball is currently going through it. West Virginia football is good. They just announced some <laughs> award winners, okay, from their workout this spring, oh, going right. into summer. Put your fives up. Yeah. Sweet. What? Put your fives up. Like, Why do you get an like award? champions. There's like... No, 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 that was the hashtag. Put your fives up. For the thing? Yeah, yeah. fifth quarter. Fifth Boom. quarter gang, I believe, bottom right. And these like guys that. are fucking leading the team out on the fifth quarter. I didn't even get down to the bottom right. I just... That's why, yeah, put your fives sick. up. Bottom middle is about to have Pat, how do we land on Chambers, Chambers. Elite Climbers? Uh, Sponsored? Huh? Is Gotta that, be a sponsor. Out of everything we could have said up Is Chamber the strength coach? It's Chambers. Like Harry Potter Chambers? Could it be like how they name a head coach, you know, the head coach is, you know... Sponsored? Do we know any of these guys? I mean, hopefully we will at some point. But like, you know, GG, the guy I've been talking up, is he? Is he Chambers Elite Climber? I don't think so. Ah, no, always strong. I thought GG was transferring. You know, some of these workout awards you get is Derek Green Honor. No, no, I said there's. I, I couldn't find the fifth quarter part. Yeah, I didn't know they publicized the, like the workout like honors. Does every school do this? So I think we have started doing it over the last couple of years. But people do this. And then whenever you see, like, their star players are getting their weight room awards as well, like, I think it makes me feel good. I'm like, oh, that guy's good probably, yeah. Yeah, probably, that guy's probably a guy. So I'm thinking all these guys are guys. I just never heard of them. Ollie Straw. We know Ollie Straw. Yeah. yeah. He's a player. Kyle Tyler had, like, 17 sacks last year, I think. No, uh, I think he works at the public golf course. He just walked on. I think. G-G I'm not sure. Walk his back because fucking Austin Brinkman is coming for QB1. That's I just right. want to let everybody know, okay? Happy Valley, week one, fifth quarter, it's on. It's on. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine this thing goes to overtime? Oh. No, I, I actually can't. There, I can't even imagine <laughs> it going into overtime, actually. What do you think the score is? Uh, I don't know, because is not is it Ollie Straw or is it Austin Brinkman who's playing middle linebacker for you guys this year? Ollie Straw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I just don't think they'll be able to hang with. Uh, Are you, you see fucking Leighton Bitchdell? I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. That's one dog. Penn State Man, CJ, CJ look yeah, like he'll hit some. Good, yeah. yeah, hell yeah, CJ will yeah. lay the wood. Dude, look, look at CJ, CJ Cole. Look at that neck. Let's yeah. go, CJ. Austin Brinkman does look like he can just bite someone's ear off. I'm a little bit. What's your problem? I, that's, a, that's the biggest compliment I've made today. About He's happy. He Don't worry award. about Michael. What's that? <laughs> Who, Michael, Michael Hayes? Michael Hayes? Oh, he's got a scrappy son of if a If I bitch. was looking at this guy when I, before the game, uh, this is one of the faces that I would circle. <laughs> why? And this is when he's trying to start a fight. Yeah. Why Why would you circle him? He no. looked like one of the guys. Looks like the line is around 19 and a half. <laughs> for that this pitch. one right here. This oh, one. Okay. Put your money on West Virginia then, Pat. What is 19 it? point uh, goals? 19 and a half. Bro, I'm going money line. Oh, yeah. That's what are you talking it. About? I'm going yeah, alternate spread. Thirty nine. Are you kidding me? West Virginia? <laughs> no, Penn State. <laughs> what? My, what? Minus, minus two hundred. Probably set the tone. At, Penn State's going to set the bro. tone. Everywhere's nineteen. Have at, at DraftKings, you get twenty. So. Chambers, elite Come climbers. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. talking C E C. Boy. Wow. Boy. Boy. C E C. That's why these boys are fighting. Boy. In the weight room. The Chambers, elite climbers.
They put them on that climbing machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These dudes, elite. We're yep. talking like people are able to get up there. All the way up the mountain. Boom. All the way up. Yeah. And then guess what? They're coming back down, grabbing some friends. They're going back up there. That's right. They're like those people that live in those towns. The Sherpas. The Sherpas Sherpas. in Nepal. That is what a Chambers Elite climber is. Willing to go to the mountaintop that you have to train your entire life for. And while we're up there, put a motherfucker on my back. I'll climb back down. I'll grab some more. Mm -hmm. That's a Chambers Elite climber. Yeah. Neil Bryan has to unplug the machine to get these guys (laughs) stop climbing. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who, uh, I don't know how he is with climbing, but I will say he ascended his profession quickly. Yeah. Now... We would have assumed that this man has been the go-to source for NBA inside information for a lot longer, I think, than as we started doing research. 2010, I believe he started at Yahoo or was working at yeah, Yahoo. at Yahoo. 2017, yep. he joins ESPN. And then all of a sudden, we learn quickly of this thing called a Woj bomb. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. This Polish guy has some inside information <laughs> that nobody else has in the NBA. You know, blossoming into an absolute icon yeah. that goes alongside the league that is the NBA. Ladies and gentlemen, Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah, Woj! Oh, man. Thank you, Pat. Good to, good to be with you guys. Good to be with you guys, finally. Woj. 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 Mm-hmm. That's all I knew you as for a long time. Woj bomb. Yep. Woj bomb. Woj bomb. And then all of a sudden, I've heard, you know, I've heard a couple of people say it, but I don't pay attention close. Woj, Woj Narowski. Is that right? That's it. Yeah. Nailed it. Woj Woj Narowski. I always knew my name was coming in homeroom when it'd be like, you know, Vernon Wilson, and then there'd be a long pause with the teacher, the and you knew your name was next. <laughs> so what they is- were trying to... As they were trying to navigate it. I know that happens, so I would like to not be that person. What is proper <laughs> an, uh, pronunciation? Warjanowski. Warjanowski. Okay. Warjanowski. We're talking to Adrian Warjanowski of uh, ESPN. I feel, very, I feel very good saying it. Let's dive into it. So you just announced a trade just took place between the Nuggets and the Pacers. Now, it's not any high-profile draft pick, so it's not going to garner that many headlines, but we are in the NBA draft season. Do you expect a lot of movement? Is this normal for the NBA draft? And what do the next 24 hours look like for you? I think there's going to be a lot of movement, Pat, not just picks. Uh, You know, this was a pick for Denver picking up number 29 and 32 in tonight's draft, or excuse me, in Thursday night's draft. Uh, This is a Denver team that uh, they got another first-round pick from Oklahoma City during the finals. What they're trying to do is maximize this championship window with Nikola Jokic and this really high payroll. Can they – uh, just get some young players in there that are going to be fairly inexpensive, build out their bench, and try to win as many championships as they can uh, with you know trying to navigate this uh, new salary cap uh, that's coming, new collective bargaining agreement. So uh, the Nuggets have been aggressive uh, in this last week or two, uh, trying to put themselves in position. Uh, they're probably going to lose or very likely to lose Bruce Brown in free agency. No. He declined his team option today. Michael yeah, Malone told me option. he wasn't going anywhere. Michael Malone told me yeah. after a fireball well, with uh, DeAndre. Yeah. A fireball uh, Yeah, Mal- hug. Mal- Listen, Malone is going to be aggressive in trying to pull at the heartstrings with Bruce Brown, stay a part of this thing, let's do it again. Bruce Brown is in position to make a lot more money as a free agent then the Nuggets are allowed to offer him, and that's yeah. going to be the challenge. He would, yeah. he could stay in Denver, but he would have to do it for a lot, lot less 
than is going to be available out there in the market. And he is a dad, so you got to think about the next generation and everything. AJ, your question for Wojnowski. <laughs> Woj, what about the Miami Heat? What do you see they – what do you think they're going to do, I guess, to try to build around Jimmy Butler and everything else they have? And do you think they can sustain the success that they're having and they have this year and they can continue to do this and make deep runs in the playoffs? It, it's remarkable what they've done, how consistent this organization has been despite – uh, not having lots of high draft picks. They, they're always a free agent destination. They're always creative with signing trades, how they landed Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry. But, listen, they're always big game hunting in Miami. Pat Riley is always looking for the next big star. They're not afraid to, dra- to trade their future draft picks because they have shown they can go out without picks or with second-round picks and find rotation players, starting-level players. It's remarkable. And certainly, listen, I think Miami, uh, they're going to be very anxious to watch what happens in Portland to see if there's any point this summer where Damian Lillard becomes available. He's not available now. He says he wants to be in Portland, and the Blazers have shut down anybody who's called about the possibility of trying to trade for him. Uh, But certainly, uh, Pat Riley is always going to be real aggressive in trying to improve his team. Listen, they want to make that last step. I'm sure they're going to be continue to be real active this summer. Connor, your question for Woj. Yeah, Woj, also with the Heat, we're kind of hearing right now that the Trailblazers, instead of talking to them about Lillard, are reaching out about Bam. Is there a possibility that depending on that second pick that the Trailblazers might have a few more options and they might go after Bam? And then in the Eastern Conference, are the Celtics going to move Jalen Brown? Is something happening with that? What do you expect to see on tomorrow night with the Eastern Conference? Uh I'd be a little dubious about the idea of Ooh. Miami wanting to engage with Portland about Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo. Listen, they want to dis- potentially they would want to dislodge Damian Lillard uh, from Portland, and sending him uh, an All-Star level center from Miami means not only are you losing Damian Lillard, or excuse me, are you losing Adebayo? You're probably taking yourself out of position to eventually be. Uh, the team who could trade for Damon Lillard. So I don't really imagine that as a scenario that really makes much, if any, sense for Miami. Uh, and listen, Jalen Brown in Boston, that super max contract that he's eligible for, almost $300 million, that's going to certainly be uh, the decision for that organization. I would be surprised if they aren't willing to fully invest in Jalen Brown uh, elite two-way player in the league. And I think what's important for teams is you want to keep these guys under contract. You want to keep great players under contract uh, because then at least you have the ability to trade them down the road. Uh, you don't want to lose players like that in free agency, and I don't think you want to sell short. But listen, the new pay, the new labor uh, agreement, the new uh, collective bargaining. Um, uh, agreement that has created what's called the second apron it is going to make teams m- have to make really difficult decisions on payroll, who they can keep, who they can't keep. But if you're Boston, I still think Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you figure out all the rest of the roster around those two players because those kind of guys are just too hard, too hard to acquire 
and generally, you better keep them. Yeah, you might as well, unless Jimmy Butler's going to come into Boston again, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and that's a whole entire thing. And it sounds like, from the people we've talked to, and obviously you've talked to a lot more people in this world, this new CBA is going to make teams uh, kind of have some troubles paying them, like, number three and number four on the team. Because there's, like, a tax. Obviously, the top two you're going to pay. You're going to be able to pay. But then there's a tax that comes with keeping guys on your team. And I think that's for parity reasons, is what they're saying? It's 100% for parity reasons. And what it is, you can keep paying the tax, but you lose the ability uh, to use your mid-level exception or to sign buyout players. If you're in that second apron, that higher spending area, you lose. You can lose first-round picks. And so there's uh, so, much, so many penalties for staying in that high spending area. What the league has wanted to do is spread the talent around the NBA, on, spread it to smaller markets, I think over time, that's what you will see um, this new salary cap do. That's what the NBA's wanted, and they're they're getting there with it now with these new rules. Yeah, we need Monix and Flint. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's what we need. You know, we need to keep this thing going. <laughs> we need to win the Mega Bowl. Last question for you here, Woj, from Pac-Man Jones. Woj, how you doing, man? Um, Zion Williams. Pac-Man. My bad. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Um, oh, Zion. Yeah. Pac's good too, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm real good. Yeah, hey, we're good. Yeah. Zion Williams, Anthony Davis, uh, Kevin Durant, Loka, LeBron James. Uh, how big is Victor compared to those guys with being the number one pick as far as coming into the league, trying to be the next LeBron James or uh, Loka, Luca? I mean to say, or whoever? Yeah, I mean, listen, those are all immortal players. Well, certainly uh, immortal talents, guys who came in the league. Zion Williamson, I don't think he's accomplished quite as much as the rest of the group you mentioned, but Victor Wimbanyama has a chance to be as good as anybody who's ever played this game. He has a chance to be as dominant. I think the only real comparison to him in terms of an ability to come into the league and dominate right away which LeBron James largely did. Oh yeah, uh, it's just LeBron James and Victor, and it's seven foot five. He plays the game with guard skills. There's never quite been anyone like him, and so uh, that's the reason. Uh, you know, Mike Schmitz, who used to be our draft analyst at ESPN, he's now in Portland trying to figure out what they're going to do with that third pick. He started telling me about Wembenyama when he was 14 years old, when he was scouting him over there nice. at 14, 15, we- saying. There is a player coming unlike anything we have ever seen, and and he is here now. Yeah, hell yeah, he is, and as are you. We can't thank you enough. Good luck the next 24 hours, as I assume your phone is going to be alive. Thank you for your time. Adrian Wojnarowski, ladies and gentlemen. Then ask him about Zion. Ah, Uh, Which part? Like, what about Zion? Bingo. That that, that would have been a question, like, what should we be focusing on here about Zion? Yeah. Like, is, he getting is he in shape? Is he getting traded? Is he back in the Pelicans? You know, earlier we talked to Jay Billis, and he was like, you know, some of these guys who are bully balls, like if Shaq was to come into the NBA right now, they would make an offense around him, you know, and they yeah. would kind of go. And you see how the Nuggets kind of operate through Joker. It's like Zion's a triple-double machine wherever he's on there. Have they ever thought about, like, presenting a case to him where it's like, hey, if you figure out how to, like, be an adult, like maybe we'll, like – yeah. You know, build a team around It'll you. He'll be so good. And you're because he's so good at basketball. Yeah. What does he know that maybe Shams doesn't about why Zion can't get his ass on the 
fucking court. Mm-hmm. What is the problem with this guy? And it's not like it's just Zion. Like Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum are unbelievable too. So if they actually, if Zion were to just go all in and play, you know, eighty games, even seventy games, they would be one of the top teams in the West. So we're thinking this is potentially on Zion's side here. Is what we're working yeah, on. yeah. I think that's yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, we didn't know. We didn't know. Asking Zion to play eighty games is like telling someone who's never swam before, like, hey, if you just start swimming, you could win a gold medal. You could be Michael Phelps. <laughs> True. Like it's basically the same thing. Like this guy's gonna play twenty-five to thirty games. Maybe. He's gonna be out. When he's out, he's gonna put on a bunch of weight, and then it's gonna take, you know, ten x the amount of time on the other side to come back and and get back in. Time. You're a hater, dude. I'm not. I want to watch him play, but at the same point, it's like how many fucking chances are we gonna give this guy? They've already paid him one hundred and eighty million dollars or whatever, and they just let him do whatever the fuck he wants. I, he's I, just running around roughshod in New Orleans, doing whatever the hell he wants. Well, not just and they New don't Orleans. Care. He's also, uh, I believe, he's <laughs> operating on the internet as well. well, that, Atlanta, well but like he's, he, he's not, well now it's been blocked. You're gonna have to find a new app. But the whole truth. Um, the whole, uh, True social scene. The there. two, uh, the two Careful you. S- sides, the Pelicans and the Zion side. Yeah, it's been fascinating, kind of watching it unfold. Because remember, we thought he was almost healthy. He was putting videos out of him fucking windmill dunking mm-hmm. from the foul line, putting an indent into the wood. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean he was like explosive. He's back. This is Instagram Zion, and then all of a sudden the Pelicans, the word we're getting from Shams is like. They still want to kind of yeah. take this thing yeah. slow and steady. It's like, put him on the fucking court. We don't know how much we're going to have of him. And then as we continue to learn more and more, it's like, Zion, come on. He's getting some shape. Oh, let's roll him out there. He's literally. holding him hostage. Well, you take it easy with the way you're speaking. No, I mean, like, let's roll him out there. Put him on the court. It's, no matter what shape he's in, let's see what he does. Yes. He's drinking Starry. <laughs> he is. Yeah, which isn't helping. It's zero. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Cal. No sure. No zero. Yeah. When, you drink, when you drink 30 of them in a day, then it starts to be a problem. I would like to let everybody know, because Zion was in that commercial, amongst others, I did attempt this story, which is the Pepsi version of Sprite. Yeah. I, I gave it a little Sipsky and a tiny can, a mini can. Oh, nice. Like Eight ounces. Those are great. Yeah, they are great, especially whenever it's like a little flight, a little sample of yep, something. Sure. I didn't hate it. It was better, you know, than I thought it would be. Okay. But I haven't had a Sierra Mist in years because... Like a de- over a decade ago, I said, I'm never putting that shit in my mouth because mm-hmm. sure. I'll just go with Sprite or something. I'll go Mountain Dew if mm-hmm. I have to. Ooh, yep. yeah. I'll go Mountain Dew if it's Pepsi. So I haven't even attempted. So I don't know if they just repackaged Sierra Mist and, put, and put Starry on it or not. <laughs> but it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Sierra Mist was fine. Sierra Mist is okay. It's not as good as Sprite, but it's fine. Bingo. That, well, so I would never... That was a decision I had to make, though. Which like, is, it, is it close enough to Sprite to not choose Mountain Dew? It never was. No way. You know what I mean? It never was. So, like, I'm either getting tea, I'm getting some form of, like, um, Arnold Palmer, mm-hmm. like a mix, mm-hmm. or I'm getting a Sprite, if available. Now, if they don't have Sprite available, so that means I'm in the mood for something carbonated, sure. and they only have Pepsi of products, Ugh. I'm going Mountain Dew every time. I'm not picking Sierra Mist. Yeah. And that's the only time I've been around Sierra Mist for well, like probably two decades now at this point. Yeah, and thus Starry was born because everyone was like, Sarah Miss sucks. They had to actually just change the entire name and look. Did they to- change a the recipe, though? I don't think Would so. Would you know it? Probably tweaked it. I bet they tweaked it a little bit. They probably, they probably can't it was pretty legally good. put the exact same product out with a different name. I bet they changed uh, one. Starry was pretty good. So, okay, let's say you walk into a convenience store. Your taste buds change every five years. Absolutely. Yep. The biggest change between Sierra Miss and Starry is what makes them sweet. Sierra Miss ingredients include sugar, while Starry is replaced with... High fructose corn. Uh, oh, wow. So you it's know, worse for you? Yeah, let's oh, put the worst man. shit in here. Zion's drinking this? Yeah. Oh, no. 
Oh, no. Know how, I need more. Know how Huggy blew a point two five all over his bathroom, allegedly. To your point. Yeah. Zion's <laughs> blowing a point two five of fruit, fructose corn syrup. Well, hey, I mean, that's progress, though. You'd rather have him drinking that than just, you know, two liters of pancake batter, which it seemed like he was doing. <laughs> True. <laughs> Great point. Oh. <laughs> Congrats, though. He's having a kid. Yep. Yeah. He's a father yes. now. Yes, he is. Congratulations. That'll change things. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Someone let him know you can't put Starry in the baby bottle. You got to buy formula. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea where you were going with that. <laughs> Pancake batter was not a. Oh, uh, that was really. Because then I immediately, in my head, I saw him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? In a big bucket. <laughs> yeah. Zion, we're pulling for you, pal, but yeah. it seems like you're, it's not going to happen. You're letting us Get die. Get shit figured out. Phone. Same conversation for three years. Could you imagine drinking that thing, though? Oh. Like. You so could. Thick. Oh, yeah. You think? No. You I'm could, though. It. Oh, yeah. You could get it down. So, like, the thought of Zion, in my head, I saw him actually attempting oh, yeah. to drink that thing. <laughs> like a pancake batter mustache. Oh, it looks great. It, delicious. Delicious. Frank got raw Frank. eggs in there, too. Choco chips protein. in there. Yeah, you're right. Protein's in there. You forget about that. Yeah. That's why whenever I have my Ritz crackers with peanut butter on them, I say, there's a little protein in there. Yep. <laughs> you got to work out, though, it's when you eat thing. protein. Well, that's the thing. Zion seemingly doesn't have the right people around him saying, hey. Let's fucking move a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can transform everything here. Now, you already got a couple hundred million, so. Yeah. Sure. Which is the problem. Let's go to the phones. I mean, if you're him, this is like being raised as like an oil child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're like, this guy needs to work hard and be a better person. And it's like, he has a couple hundred million dollars no matter what type of shit bag he is. Yep. For the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Some people take advantage of that situation. Oh, yeah. And some people try to prove that they earned that and deserve that. Yeah. Try to make their own path. But some people do not. Yeah. Some people do not. They just say, fuck everybody. Uh, who cares? I'm getting a couple hundred. Like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Exactly. Sure. They got a couple hundred million no matter what, allegedly, until you say, I'm getting out of the royal family. Yeah. I don't want your generational wealth being passed on to me for no reason. Yeah. I don't want 60 cents for every Canadian taxpayer in my family, in my trust, in my bank. Nope. I don't want that at all. Mm-mm. We want to separate this because this is a bad thing. And we're all like, welcome to the family. We all don't understand why it works either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're still getting paid a lot of money because they were once in the royal family, yep. Yep. which seemingly is a big part of the royal family is like a lot of money surrounds them. 20 million bucks Spotify was given yeah. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry to do a podcast. Yeah, just ask a couple yeah. questions. They couldn't even do that. No, Meghan Markle had her assistants do it. She said, but keep it done. We'd like to be able to dub my questions in over top of yours. I can't make it to the interview. <laughs> mm-hmm. Funny thing about that interview is it's happening when I got something else going on. Well, what do you got going on? Well, I got to go to the beach. I remember yeah. I'm a fucking princess. I'm at the pool. Yeah. Used to be a princess. Exactly. It's unbelievable the racket that the royal family has going oh, on. Ridiculous. Now, I know the queen obviously held a very high standard for a lot of England mm. and a lot of things happened and there's a lot of decisions made, certainly, throughout yeah. the royal family's history and everything. And at one point, I think there was a lot of kings and a lot of queens yeah. and everything. Um, but the rest of the world just kind of evolved. Not over there. No. Whenever this new king, Whenever God Save the Queen, man, mm-hmm. was kind of yep. yeah. tossed out, yep. and God Save the King became a thing, yep. I watched that coronation because I was in the hospital with a baby. Mm-hmm. So that thing was happening at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. over their time. It was very early. We were up. It was the only thing on TV. It was on a bunch of channels. Holy shit. 
people still care. Oh, Crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. People still, Americans were still caring. Royals yeah. got the juice. Yeah, the weddings. Remember the weddings? I think it was 2017, 2018. That was. People were going nuts for that waking up at five to watch. Huge. But after everything that has happened in the world over the last five years, where a lot of uh, enlightenment seemingly and information yeah. and everything that's taken place, I did not expect the King coronation to be as big as it is. It is. So I assume Harry and Meghan, they feel very comfortable saying, we don't have to do fucking anything. There's Who no, cares? They're going to pay us for whatever. They're fucking rock stars, AJ. You know, these royal... F this is a real deal. People really care. Well, they're, they're separate. I mean, you're, when you talk about the royal family, it's hard to put Harry and Meghan in that. They absolutely wanted out and said, we're out of here. And now they came over here and they're just 100% beloved by everybody. Well, that South Park well, episode. Man. Oh, my. Gold. I've, oh, my. Have you seen that? I have not. Ooh. Dog. Which one? How recent is it? Last year, I think. Yeah. Last I, season. Well, he wrote a book. I know his book. He has all kinds of crazy stuff in there, man. Who, Harry? Oh, yeah, he said he killed like 20-some people no, or something, confirmed, confirmed all this stuff. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he said that. Yeah. In Afghanistan. Yeah, he was a helicopter. Yeah, it, in the, when he was in the Royal Navy or whatever. That yeah. red-headed dude killed how many? What What happened? Yep, 20-some. Yeah. He says he did. 20 scouts. Where's the video? Done, I think. Where's yeah. the video? I don't know. I think it was a helicopter pilot, so it's pretty easy to just take some people out. Yeah, for sure. Really easy. Yeah, there's the uh, there's the South Park depiction of what's going on with the Royals since they've moved over ex Royals. Oh yeah, I did. I saw that clip like this. Yeah, yeah knocking so on the good. neighbor's door. Mm -hmm. We want our privacy. <laughs> <laughs> going in the, in the building. We want our privacy. <laughs> Literally for 25 minutes, pretty much, mm -hmm. just them screaming, "We want our privacy. Leave us alone." In different places. And as dumb Americans, that is how I view it as well. Yep. But if they're if they're offered 20 million dollars to do 12 podcasts. That's going to be tough to say no to anybody. Yeah, exactly. Right. Not knocking them for that whatsoever, but the entire concept of kind of wanting to distance themselves and then just doing Oprah and podcasts and books about it. You can see why South Park went this way. And yeah, you're cashing in on the thing. That you just, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that you just announced. Right. Anyways, that king was wearing this one costume during that whole thing. Mm -hmm. that I thought it might have been out of the 1200s, and it might have been. <laughs> Probably. It was. was. Yeah. yeah. Remember those Crown sausages? Jewel. Oh, the fingers. Yeah. Attached to his hands, yeah. yeah. Crazy. His, oh, his fingies? You yeah. got big yeah. sausage fingies? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are those things? Like? Is it his brother who doesn't sweat, who was getting in trouble a little bit? Maybe not. He's not in trouble. He's been questioned and all different kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Doesn't sweat. Was that his brother? Yeah, or is that he, who yeah. was that? He's talking about the island, the uh, the royal. He, took, you know. he got out of there too, though. He left too because he wanted to be with, is it Camilla? Whoever he left his wife for this other one. Was that depicted in the crime? Because I yeah, did I see so. a couple yeah. people kind of defunct in the crown yeah. of the family members. Is it the late season, right? Is that what Silo is based off of, you think? Uh, the crown? <laughs> people leaving the royal family. Actually, funny enough, Silo has taken a couple huge turns. It could be something along those lines. Oh. Look at those things. Yeah, King's got Jeez. fat fingers. Wait, is, he, is something going on? Like No, 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 no. no. You know, I just seen a guy that was doing arm wrestling and had his mask. That pinky ring That's is what I was not coming off. Hot no, he's never actually used his hands. Sodium overload. Look at the pinky oh ring, though, bro. Gosh. Just absolutely What do you dog. mean? His finger's going to fall off. How are you going to fall like, off? Hurt? What are you talking about? What do you mean? It's like a, it's a tourniquet. What are you talking about? Grow back. <laughs> this is how big they've been since he was 16. Yeah. yeah. This guy's been hammering really? tiny We have beers. any other pictures of him? We have any other pictures? There's one of him doing a thumb war, and he almost broke the other guy's hand. Yeah, and he didn't even do the finger thing. <laughs> nope. Well, he couldn't actually, because <laughs> yeah, that yeah. finger doesn't bend yeah. right. with how swollen it appears to be. Mm -hmm. But he just put that big old thumb straight down, Boop. and it just flattened everything in front of it. Crushed everything. <laughs> you did the finger trick every time, didn't you? 
Oh, yeah, I still do that with my kids. Yeah, wrap yep. it around the top. It's hard not to do it. Did, did you yeah, cheat? Yeah, but, like, my natural instinct was just to do it. Well, so doesn't it. AJ's front finger just go straight up anyways? This guy's fingies have always been overblown. Nah. You know what I mean? They've just kind of been bloated. Yep. You know, people say whenever you eat carbs, sometimes it goes to your mm -hmm. hips. Sometimes it goes to your ass. For the current king of England, it goes right to his fingers. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Okay, so that's that's all the that's all the pasta mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. everything else he's eating over there. And what is English food? Fingers and mash. Yeah. Crumpets. Fish, fish, fish and chips. Fish and chips. Yeah. Still got a king. Huh? Hey, there's going to be another yeah, one you got to watch, too, because when he dies, his son takes over. So That's yeah. that other one that was there. Prince Bill. And he, he had, his brother. He had, Actually, the guy. He had a pretty yep. big role in the whole uh, coronation thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, because he's yeah. the next one, so he's walking right behind him. Mm -hmm. yeah. they, we, they're carrying weird sticks in, like, different swords. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, I guess it's a staff. It's crazy. Yeah. They, they were like, very, in the costumes they were wearing, uh -huh. it was pretty weird. Well, and you saw all the medals on the king. He also, like, Henry killed, like, 160 people. Jeez. I don't know if that one's. Yeah, sniper. What, what war? What battle? One of them. Just a battle yeah, or two? A battle. He happened upon a battle, yeah. and he just said, ooh, I'm a sniper. I think he helped liberate Kuwait, yeah. Let's go to the phones. I mean, he might have, but not in that fashion. Yeah. You know, the royals were a part of a lot of countries, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know. Of course. I don't want to bring it up, because we're not an English show. The sun never set on them. But I like that Bill Simmons, a sports guy, basically said, these Royals are lazy as fuck, bro. Yeah. This is what they got offered. This is what they did in return. You want to talk about screwing a company over. This kind of happened. Sports guy went out there and said that. And then they were Bill Simmons, Spotify executive. Yeah. That's how it was. I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. I guess he is because he runs their sports department, I think. Mm -hmm. So he's executive at Spotify. Him being the one who said it, I was pumped that it was like, all right, sports guy came out and said, mm -hmm. what? enough with the fucking shit. Yeah, these grifters. Let's go to the front. Let's go to Jared in New York and the Five Hundred What's going on, Jared? How's it going? How's it going, boys? How's it going? Keep moving. Hell yeah! Uh, Hell yeah, Jared. Oh, yeah, fuck that up. Fuck that up. Anyway, boys, listen. Uh, so I'm a Panthers fan. Yeah, fuck that up. Uh, trying my best not to be toxic here, right? Everyone's talking about how small Bryce Young is, all that stuff. But everyone's saying now he's got a good coaching staff. My problem is, if we really look back. Frank Wright, where's his success? You could argue that was Doug Peterson in that year they went to the Super Bowl. You got Andy Dalton, never won a playoff game, hate to hate. And then, uh, you know, also you have really no senior leadership in that quarterback room. So what is there to be looking forward to down there? What about D.C., EJ, right? Uh, yeah. Josh McCann. Yeah. Yeah. Josh McCann doesn't count. Deuce Staley? What about twenty? Oh my God. Yeah. You just got a franchise quarterback. I'm right. They're, Negative. They're spending money, you know? Yeah, brought in Thielen. Thielen is on the team. Yeah, Hayden yeah. Hurst. Thielen looks good, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does. Got a point to prove. We'll see him on a tall hill. I bet he's smashing the golf ball right now. There's a golf simulator in the Carolina Panthers locker room. Mm -hmm. yeah. Pretty Why sick. There? Golly, let's go to Joel down in North Carolina. Joel, what's going on down there? That was unbelievable. How we doing? Keep it moving. Nailed it. Uh, so I just wanted to call in with Pac. I've got a question for AJ at the end since it is the summer solstice, but question for you and Pac, man, what do you guys know about Ben McCollum and why is Ren Baker not hiring him to be the next West Virginia men's basketball coach since we are in mid-June and there aren't any standout candidates? Yeah, that's who I'm... Yeah, Ren. You were I, saying that before the show. Yeah, yeah hire McCollum. Parker. What's Ren yeah, Ren. Like Parker McCollum. Yeah. yeah. The way he runs the triangle offense in a... 
college basketball scene. Mm-hmm. He's just something that none of us really have seen before. And right. when you move on from somebody like Hugs, you got to get somebody that is innovative and a trailblazer. And Parker McCollum is just that. I bet you Ren's got his eyes on him. Yeah, yeah I'm quite sure you got his eyes on him. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm it's thinking there. he does. Yeah, Parker knows how to run the triangle off. His name? Oh, yeah, McCollum. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Ren Baker, who is the current athletic, athletic director, who okay. is going to get this right. Yeah, he's going to get it right. He's out of Stephen F. Austin. You, you heard about Stephen F. Austin? I did. I heard yeah. uh, their I think it was their bowling coach was parking one of the players or the assistant bowling coach. Assistant. Yeah, so that was a story that has come out of Stone Cold Stephen F. Austin. Why? Don't be confused about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why? Stephen F. Austin's bowling team's coach was allegedly having sex with a student athlete, got fired for it. His wife found out not good. No, the wife, uh, his wife, wife the head, head, coach. Wife the head coach. coach. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. A a ankle. he's an assistant coach, and she just recently let him be an assistant coach. She wouldn't let him coach because he, he was taking care of the family. Pull up his comments. But while while he was you know taking care of the family, he would also be a volunteer coach, do all the practices, all the dirty work, and then his well, wife would just step He's not doing anything illegal. So he's got a little resentment. Well, little resentment yeah, he's pissed. Yeah, it sounds like um, it sounds like this was a this was a broken relationship, big yeah. time. Sounds like this one's not going that great. Unappreciated. Let's. Read some of these uh, comments being said about Stone Cold Stephen F. Austin. College bowling assistant gets fired for affair with player on team his wife coaches. She married a real gutter ball. So. <laughs> oh. Jenna Levicelli Paisana, an assistant women's bowling coach at Stephen F. Austin State University, whose wife is that coach. I missed that line. Chose to resign after the school discovered he had an affair with a member of the team. Steve Lemke, 38 years old, who was married to head coach Amber Lemke. Ooh, they're going to be changing their names. Uh-oh. Resigned from the program on April 10th. And said in a statement obtained by the Daily Sentinel that although I knew it's kind of a no no, there's not a rule saying it can't happen though. The outlet said it chose not to identify the student athlete who was a member of the Lady Jacks bowling team. So he's 38 years old. She's uh, anywhere in between 18 and 22 ish on the bowling team. And Amber Lemke is really a hard ass coach that they kind of rallied around and said, fuck this lady. And uh, we don't love it, but. When bowling juices get flowing, every once in a while, some working gets going. Yeah, that's right. And that is the thing about bowling, AJ. I think they can work this out. I don't think – I think this is something that they can work through. There's a, there's more quotes, too, where he said – I don't know. I don't know if he's trying to justify it he or was. he's trying to – He was. It was amazing. Like, the guy is – this there, guy's a treat. There's nothing in stone. Okay, I guess it's just an <laughs> ethics code. Like, we frown upon it, but there's no rule. There's no law broken here. Stephen and Amber have since filed for divorce. According to court records, Stephen F. Austin Athletic Director Ryan Ivey said, although Lemke and the student-athletes are two consenting adults, they violated the university's oh. relationship rules and also the head coach's rule, yeah. Yeah. which is don't fuck my husband. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what did she bowl? Can we find out what the student-athlete bowled? She was averaging 185. Think, pretty good. They got better. The team got better when the assistant, this guy, came and started taking over more. Well, it started getting more reps because he was doing all the extra hours. Oh, he was yeah. playing all these seeds on this bowling alley, yeah. and he was reading the oil patterns. And then one day, <laughs> all of a sudden, things start popping off with two holes, not all three of them being It is used. a very sexual sport, but I believe Stephen F. Austin was always on I was TV say, yeah, the championships. Really? Right? Funny you mention that because we always have uh, CBS Sports Network on the lower left. They, they loved uh, to <laughs> showcase the uh, female NCAA bowling championships. Stephen F. Austin's got a program. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Lady Jacks don't fuck around whenever it comes to balls and pins. No, no they, they don't. don't. Neither does that guy. Used to. I don't know if he's going to get hired again. I doubt it. Are they both fired, or are they keeping the head coach? Do you want that assistant coach on your operation? He turned on his own wife. I yeah. mean, like, he might take it. He might become the head coach now, and they fire his wife because the team got better when he. Yeah, exactly. 
oh no, what if this is like a revolt and they say, fuck it, we'll fuck each other and then that'll be the reason yeah. that we kind of make this whole thing happen. We don't know, still a lot of questions, but it turns out <laughs> that the bowling community is going through their own little scandal right now yep. Yep. and we're pulling for all parties to be happy. It's like the Koresh of Stephen F. Austin. Hey, if you have sex with me, you'll bowl a perfect game. Would you do that? Would you fuck this guy? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But you would? I don't know. Bowl 300. Would you but like yeah, if, if I'm going up against Pete Weber, bowling a 300 and beating him. Would you tug on it a little bit? You're thinking about it. I'll tell you what. There is some times where you're at a bowling alley and you think to yourself, this feels like a sport I'd like to be really good at. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you're all like a 150, 160. You're like, oh, I'm pretty good. All right. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was a good time. I'm going to come back later. But you get in there with some guys that are really players. Oh. Yeah. I've been to a couple of events where guys have their own fucking kit oh, and caboodle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wrist guard. Their own yeah. ball and everything. And it's like, damn, it is down to a science. They are doing this for real. But they are having nowhere near as much fun as everybody else nah. that is just throwing that thing as hard as they possibly can. And every once in a while, I'll go a couple triangles over. And I'll go ahead and check the watch. Mm-hmm. And I'll get a little spin. I'll hit the pocket. Boom. We can throw up the X's. Yep. We're happy. And that's uh, bowling's a great pastime. Not whenever your husband is fucking one of your one of your players, though. No, no it's fine. definitely not. All right, uh, we have some breaking news out of the NBA world. A Shams bomb, if you will. Sources, the Wizards, Celtics, and Clippers are in strong talks on a trade that would send Kristaps Porzingis to Boston, Marcus Morris in draft compensation to Washington, and Malcolm Brogdon to Los Angeles, the Clippers. Sides are still working through details in Porzingis's $36 million player option. Brad Stevens is up there making plays. Christoph Porzingis, he was supposed to be the guy. Remember? Real tall. Yeah, yeah. Real he was. athletic. Yeah. yeah. Been through a couple of different teams mm-hmm. and situations. Yep. And yeah. now he's the missing piece for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, funny enough, he's not. This is an absolutely abysmal idea. Malcolm Brogdon just had his best season. Uh, Brad one. Stevens doesn't know what he's doing. Well, maybe okay. he doesn't. Because he just won the sixth man of the year. And guess what? Two years ago, we went to the finals. This year, we went to the Eastern Conference finals. So did we get worse? Some people would say we did. And Christoph Porzingis is one of those guys who, hey, if he sprains his ankle, sure, he might be for two weeks, but might be out for two months, oh. and that is exactly what we didn't need. Actually, one of the positions that we have guys at is that center position, but you know, who cares about Malcolm Brogdon, who again, like I said, won the six man of the year award, one of the better portions of our team while our team, you was know, struggling. they're breaking up the team, anyways. I didn't think yeah. Brogdon was going to be part of that. I thought that was more of a Marcus Smart, maybe Robert Williams Ooh. side Ooh. of a breakup. I did not expect it to be Brogdon, so that absolutely sucks. Bad news out of Boston, yeah, that's a gut punch. Bad news out of Boston, AJ in Connor's eyes, and he's the only person from Boston that we are hearing yeah. from at this exact moment. So we will act as if he represents the entire city yeah. and fan base of the Celtics. Yeah, the only uh, maybe saving grace is that Brogdon, if you remember, at the end of the year, he tore something in his elbow. So perhaps there is something worse in that sense, and maybe that's why they're doing this. Oh, so you're hoping. I'm not hoping for anything. Kind of, though. I am hoping that we win this trade, absolutely. And I'm hoping they know more than me about the health of Malcolm Brogdon and Porzingis. And we hope the sixth man of the year is healthy and back on that court as soon as possible. Exactly. Being so good in the Western Conference. Let's go to Kane in Alabama. The Devil's joining us. What's going on, pal? What's going on, boys? How we doing? Keep Keep it moving. moving. You know, I've heard my fair share of uh, would you suck a dick hypotheticals, but I think that might be the first uh, would you suck a dick to bowl a perfect 300, so I appreciate That's that. Kane, it was, it was not that. It was not that. Who did it say was, that? Who did it was that? actual sex, yeah. I believe. Or, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Kane, let's move along. We're past that, and none of us are going to roll a 300, I do fear. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I apologize. It's okay, Kane. Uh, I was going to hit you guys with an off-season hypothetical. Um, long, long road trip. You stop at a gas yes. station. You got to get a drink. You got to get a snack. What are you grabbing? 
Okay, well, well, where am I headed? Where am I coming from? Long road trip, cross country. From where am I going to? Where am I coming from? You're driving. You're driving to New Mexico from Indianapolis. For what? What am I going there for? <laughs> Sightseeing trip. I Cook don't math. Fucking know. Well, I mean, you're the hypothetical fucking guy here, yeah, Kane. Add on to it. Figure it out. How much knows? Oh, you're driving down the street. Okay. Am I, is this am I in the middle of a fat time of year? You're on, you're on your way to <laughs> WrestleMania. In oh. the RV, you got to stop at a gas station. You got to get a drink. You got to get a snack. What are you grabbing? Okay. Am I wrestling at WrestleMania? No. You're not worried about your physique. Thank you. Great hypothetical. Kane, asshole. How'd you get there? <laughs> Jeez. Is that the Kane? I just want to ask. Yeah. We don't... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Great name. Yep. If it is good, hypothetical. So I'm probably going Sprite. I'm gonna grab a. I'm gonna grab a Sprite. Not we'll a talk story. about that. <laughs> not, not that I know that you drink a few of those stories, you might be in a Zion conversation. I don't need that. I am a okay. weight fluxing guy. And the snack of choice is always going to be Reese's for me. Mm-hmm. Always mm-hmm. going to be Reese's. But if it's too hot, I have to go with chip or. Beef jerky or something like that? Sure. I'm going with the... Uh, oh, jerky too. Yeah, I'm nice. going with the shredded jerky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just so oh, I can the, do this. The dip, the stuff you use when you're yeah. a kid. Is yeah. dip. Yeah, Just cool. so I can do this while I'm walking out. You know, everybody can kind of <laughs> see it and hear it. And then while you're driving through, it lasts a little bit longer. Yeah, exactly. Sure. You know, you act like you're making the most of this whole thing. But I'm going with Reese's pretty much every single time. Mm-hmm. If they have the, um, the uh, egg-shaped, sure. I'm going with that one yeah. over all of the others. Okay. okay. AJ, your thoughts? Give me uh, white rice and chicken. Yep. You should have got a Slurpee instead of that Sprite, no. though. I don't do the Slurpees. Oh, I, so good. I, nah, don't yeah. do yeah. drink not out, out of straws. <laughs> yeah, bingo. I will drink out of a straw, but I do not drink Slurpees. I, I actually hate the sound. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm not inviting that into the car through my mouth. Okay. You know what I mean? If that, <laughs> that whole thing happens. Oh, you spoon it in. Well, yeah, with this cool-looking straw. Yeah. Oh, was that debated on with Coach JB or not, the spoon I, straw? I don't think Ooh, he covered no. that portion of it. Because that's a game-changer. I'm not a big Slurpee guy. AJ, what are you going with if you're, you know, back before you had one meal all the time, yeah. every meal? When you're 10. Well, that's not the case now either, but I would probably get – I'd hopefully they have the pellet ice in the fountain situation. I'm with the pellet ice with an ice-cold Pepsi. If they had wild cherry yeah. Pepsi, that's a huge bonus. Okay. Wild cherry it would be Pepsi, great. Yeah. Okay. Mountain Dew would be amazing. And actually, when you showed that lineup uh, of that convenience store, I, Swedish Fish are pretty good. I could go for some of those. I okay. do. Okay. Like sugar guy. Yeah. Pac-Man yeah. also a sugar. Or Crunchy. Chex Mix, too. I like Chex Mix. Yeah, those are great. How about those ones that um, it's like Chex Mix with a coating on top of it? Gardettos? No. it's like, Puppy Chow? Uh, d- uh, mud. Muddy Buddy? Puppy Chow. Yeah. Not Puppy, puppy Chow. It like is Puppy Chow, puppy but it's Chex Mix is Muddy Buddies. So. Yeah, they've yeah. made the homemade shit into a bagged operation. Exactly. Yeah. So good. I will get yeah. those every once in a while. Yep. That is a good mixture of the salt and the, the chocolate. Mm-hmm. I'm a chocolate fan myself. I know you're a sugar guy, though. Back, what are you going with out of there? I'm going with the Crush Ice, Red Bull, Walla Millen, uh, Nerds, uh, Gummy Nerds, Sour, and then Chewies. So that is exactly what you brought yeah. in today. Yep. That yeah. is actually out mm-hmm. here. So the hypothetical Kane presented Rose. was a Wednesday for Pac-Man Jones this on his is. way from Cincinnati to yep. Indianapolis, which is a road trip. Yeah, that's it true. Is. On his way to work, doing the whole thing. Um, and then three Copenhagen's? Three Copenhagen's. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because you're stopping in an hour. Yeah. Gotta have it. Connor, you did Thanksgiving at a gas station. Yeah. I did. Times. I don't know yep. if that differs from your road trip. What are you doing? Ro- Funyuns and chocolate milk, right? That, that, that was that the, is, that's what he did yeah. Thanksgiving. That is yeah. the Thanksgiving uh, gas station <laughs> trip. And, you know, you throw in a block and mild or two. 
if it's on Thanksgiving. Oh, to celebrate. Exactly, yeah. Might as well sit outside. Uh, you know, honestly, I'm more of a, uh, like, not the case of M&M's, but, like, the half bag that you got to, like, peel open, peanut M&M's. I would do that. Share size. Yeah, sit, share size. Don't, don't share them, though, because everyone's getting a right. snack. And, and they're melting, so I don't have to. And they're you. melting, yeah. Uh, this is very rare, but if you do happen upon a Baja Blast, uh, canned Mountain Dew, I would go with that for sure. Um, or I would maybe run back the chocolate milk, depending on how hungry I was, because I know I'm also having that bag of peanut M&M's. Okay. Anybody going bugles? No. Bugles are good. I don't know if it's my – if I'm only getting no. one or two things, I don't know if oh. bugles nope. – there was a time, though, down in Tampa when we were walking to that gas station where I fell in love with the bugles. It was a great oh, yeah. 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. I, I was going, go boats on the way in, go yep. boats, yep. go yep. boats, go boats. It was in the middle of the NHL playoff push for the Lightning that had already won one looking to win back-to-back. They did. Mm-hmm. Right to the bugles is where I was heading, actually, at one point in my life. Not now, but at one point. Bugles had a good run. Yeah, bugles are good. You like bugles, AJ? You ever try them? No, probably not. I've had them. They're all right. Doesn't work with his fingies. You got to be in the mood. Yeah, because you can't put your fingers on them because no, no. The, the little caps are heading fucking east. Yep. Instead of <laughs> this you know sucks. I mean? Exactly. I understand. That's probably why you don't red like vines. It. Red vines are legit. Way better than Twizzlers. No. They have red vines. I'm not a big Twizzler guy. The nerd. I'm not uh, either. Ropes. Red vines are way different. Way red different. vines are the like they're longer, right? Yeah, no, they look just can, like Twizzlers, but can they taste way better. One at a time, you can, you can peel them. Oh, I'm not a big sugar guy. That nerd rope thing, he's. He's brought in here though. Delicious. That thing's real yeah. good. You gotta get the four pound nerds. The giant chewy sweet tarts. Oh, so good. Very sweet. Ty, what are you going with? Probably, uh, I'd probably do like cherry Dr. Pepper. Mm, and then, that's uh, very good. Shit. Oh, yeah. Very good. Oh, yeah. And then it. Because I saw your eyes light up when he said cherry Pepsi. So that made you I think. Love, I love WCP. I'm not a Pepsi guy, but I will fuck Hell with yeah. WCP mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'll probably do like a cherry Dr. Pepper and then um, either. Either a king size Snickers or some spicy Doritos. Ooh, I'll tell you what, two different options there. Mm-hmm. Doritos are a you know great what? snack. Really, the good. Snickers ice cream bars. If they have those, oh hell, oh, yeah. hell, yeah. hell yeah. yeah! Hey, those are the best yeah. ones. Yeah. I think the Snickers ones By are the best ones. The best one. Twix, Twix, not bad. Not bad. Solid yeah. Choco Taco. Yeah, but I'm talking about just the one. Just the bars. That, that was the greatest treat we could ever get. If someone, if we went to somebody's house and you got a uh, Snickers ice cream bar, or for some reason you had them. At your house, for some reason, they are always gone in three seconds. But, yeah. Are, are you a liability, though, if you have ice cream on a road trip? RV? Who? No, because you got to eat it quick. Yeah, you got to get the singular. You're not buying a box. Yeah. You buy a box, get the fuck out of the car. We, right. we, we, mm-hmm. Do you have a fridge in your Astro? <laughs> Man, ice cream, that changed Oreo cookie sandwich, then, if we're doing that. No, I, you know what? I like the old classic. Chocolate chip. Chocolate. Cookie. Oh, yeah. The big bopper. Yeah. Really good. I think that is. Snickers is number one, though. The ice cream Snickers on the way out of the door. Yeah. That Ooh. They put right there. The slider. So good. Already checked out. Got to get back in line. Ha. Yep. Got to do it. Let me yep. do it. And if the Snickers one's out and they got that cookie one next to it, I will. I will dabble. Can't be too cold, though. You know, like. No. That's just like some True. chocolate stuff. Can't get if it's too hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some are, you know, not a good. Some of the chocolate shit can't do during the summer because it's a nightmare. Yeah, Hershey's. Tony, you're wrapping it up here, pal. Let's make it good as we get out uh, of here. Snyder's of Berlin barbecue chips with a uh, smart water with the squeeze cap. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, water. Done. I'll take a Turner's getting, iced tea and a little bit of water no matter what Hell tone. Yeah. yeah. I'm a water all the time guy. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's because he had that heart thing. Remember? If you had Those to choose, would you gallons. get a Pepsi, Coke, Mountain Dew? If you had to- I would get a uh, ginger ale. Nice. It tastes good, too. Ginger ale, pretty good. I love Flat ginger, ginger ale. ale. How about combos? Anyone say combos? I do like I combos. Combos is my go-to. That would have been my answer. Pizza one. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, pizza or cheddar, and then that Gatorade with the nipple top that's, that's a, yeah, blue. The top that's the best. Don't make it sexual. Well, no, but but then <laughs> when you're driving, you made it sexual. Hey, We're talking about bottles in stores. Why are you yeah. talking nipples? You don't need to talk about nipples. Because you actually, actually called the it. nipple yeah. top. Yeah. It's a pop top. Yeah, the pop you can top. you can do the crooner. <laughs> While you talking about, dude? Gotta find a way to monetize this. He fucking hated. Trusted my decal. Do you know what he's going with? I love bugles all the way, uh, but Doritos is my 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 number one. What kind? What kind? I go just nacho cheese. I love the nacho. Okay. Cheese. Love the rich. Doritos just did figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool yeah. ranch yeah. too. But that's cool all the thing there. Exactly. I'm the purple bag guy. Spicy. Takis? I think those are so good. Takis? No purple no. Dorito bag. Oh, you know, you guys know Takis? My kids love Takis. Oh, yeah. My kids love Takis, too. Yeah. Those are chips? Hey, that, chips when we love the Suns game, with, they were just they handing those out. Oh, and they're weird so they blue. Yeah. Those hot fries had a little run there for a bit. Yeah. yeah. I ate those for a good amount of time. Mm -hmm. I don't like anything that gets super. Yeah. Got to wear gloves. Yeah, which is tough. Because is it in a gas station or not? Has Dahmer shopped here? Oh, Bill. Gloves. Oh, geez, Bill. Bill. Bill, you didn't deserve that. Bill, Bill. might, though. Nick, what are you going with? You got pasta, rigatone on the way up? I wish, man. I wish. But uh, no, it's pretty standard. Slurpee, uh, smart water like Tone mentioned, and then uh, the chewy sweet tarts. Maybe some combos. And oh. I need a donut and 2% milk. <laughs> Don't sleep yeah, on the gas two. station hot dog. I agree. Well, if you need it. Not eating the, the hot dog. I would not. Sleep bunch, on it. Your fingers will turn into the kings if you eat too many of those. <laughs> yeah. the, um, Nick had a just a, a cup of milk earlier today before we wanted with <laughs> with a donut but it just seemed so like pure like what a moment there he was i looked over he had a white see-through plastic cup mm -hmm. and uh he was drinking it i had to just that a boy was that the cup or is it what's in there and i watched him take like three four different swigs of this thing i'm like that motherfucker's drinking milk right holy now. shit I, i've never seen an adult so good so long just have a nice cup of milk do you have milk there in the in the fridge, I think you dash marted it. I yeah, think. yeah, I brought it in today. You yeah. brought in the milk. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, we had donuts and muffins. I needed some yeah. milk. What Wait, it wasn't the little carton. It wasn't the little pint you get at school. No, no, no. no. It was a big one liter. Big one liter. He had two one liters for some reason. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. going to take one home with me. It's a good breakfast, okay. Nick. It's unbelievable. He he was so genuinely fulfilled too. Like Pumped so much joy it. radiating as he. It was like a cool moment over there. And I'm like, I love it. Wow. It is ten. I saw dunking it. Were you? What? I dunked. Yeah, that's why not? Oh my God, make yourself. What kind of donut? Chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, we got some chocolate good donuts lace. Here. Yeah, Jock's, Jock's donuts. Jock's Ooh. donuts. So Chuck and the owner of Jock, whose oh, yeah. name is something Line, last name is Line. Chuck and this guy have a great relationship. This guy, good guy. I think he's done a lot of great things with Chuck Strong and everything like that. He owns a donut company here. So anytime Chuck Pagano stops by here, he brings four dozen fucking donuts. Yeah. 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 And they are, like every one of them, <sighs> delicious. So Chuck stopped in here yesterday. He was in town. Great to see him. Love that man. He looks good. Good tan right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Hair is great. Yeah, he looks real good. He looked yeah. real good. Enjoying his summer. Remember, he had that 33rd team interview with Harbaugh yep. that we all enjoyed just a couple weeks ago. Excited to get back in the season with him. But he'll bring four dozen donuts in here, and then he doesn't eat a single one of them. No, he doesn't. I'm on a Peloton three times. So I'm, in, I'm in shape. It's like, well, then no fucking, what are you Yeah, what the doing? hell? What are you bringing up for us? It's like what Bill did a couple weeks ago. And Yeah, exactly. That's Bill, in his third day of Murph training, whenever he's wearing a weighted vest around the <laughs> office. Yep. And all of a sudden, he brings two to his donut day. Doesn't eat a single one of them. No, he That's didn't. fucked up. And he like, takes it around in front of your... Who wants one? Who wants one? I'll take oh, it. I bought these. You don't want any? Whoa, what the I'll hell? I'll take it. Pac-Man can eat it all. I'll take yeah. it. Ulysses is over there fucking hammering. Yeah. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Bucket. Got it.
<laughs> oh, bounce back. Oh, angle of that. AJ, how much money are you giving away? Six merches. No, money. You money. Yeah, money. Your money. Six yeah, merches. Your money. And it's Wednesday. Winter Wednesday. Six what, do we usually, what do we usually give? What do you usually give? You. 40 yeah. gas station snacks. Okay. We should give away scratch-offs. Those are good gifts. Ty delivered scratch-offs to me. I don't know what holiday it was. might have been my birthday. It was your birthday, yep. With one of the most sincere congratulations, you just won $7.5 million as he handed it to me and then walked away, played the bit <laughs> off the entire time, and then somebody else, like I was in the middle of a conversation, and I looked down at it, 22 scratch-offs. And he had you had to have done the math of all the winners. Oh, yeah. And you just delivered it as if... Not, I want to let you know. Yeah, it probably didn't win anything. Not a Ooh. single fucking yep. one. <laughs> Not even a $3 or a $5 on a $20 one. Nope. Come on. Not a single one of them. God damn it. Somebody just hit a million dollar one to shop and save in Washington, Pennsylvania, Washington County, Pennsylvania. Wow. Probably Gene Steratore. Look yeah. for him to retire. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Boom! It's not good. It's not good. Well, golf this morning. Ow, fuck. <laughs> Jabba. What happened? Uh, what happened? Track. There it is. It's not, it's not falling again. Left. Still got two left. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna couple left. Yeah. Push the TV back a little bit. This TV? TV's in the way? Nah, nah. Soft dude. <laughs> yeah, he made one earlier. Kind of just a little while. So we got TV here, obviously, for Ty and Connor to look at. Uh huh. We got TV up there for Ty and Connor to look at. That box right behind Connor's ass right there, <laughs> that is all the audio for the whole fucking stage. Yeah. Rested the water on there for too long one time. Did what? we know that that's how it was going to be set up? Absolutely not. But that box, pretty vital to the entire operation. That can't go behind the wall or anything? Nope. No, it has to be on the stage. Yep. RFIDs. <laughs> I'll tell you what, AJ. We don't know. You know? This place will explode. If <laughs> I didn't go to some fucking audio technical school. <laughs> no. Mm. Speaking of audio. I had some similar questions, though. Anywhere? Has to be there. Anywhere? You know, anywhere? Okay. I would say, speaking of audio, you know, it's a highly... Uh-oh. <laughs> a highly volatile audio situation. But I don't know if you can hear Knox 20,000 leagues below the, the seafloor, but... True. All right, how about this? I make your shot, they're alive. Okay, okay. here we go. Real stakes. Holy shit. Here we go. <laughs> Real stakes. I like oh it. Oh, my Don't God, dude. It's five people. Let's go. I got two balls. I got two yeah, balls. Got two, two balls. balls. Two, balls. two balls. Two balls. <laughs> Holy hell. We're talking about the submersive. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Tight. They have 50 hours. The tube. That Do these... you want to go real odds and go hook shot? No, no. Real odds. <laughs> <laughs> Standard three-pointer. Yep. Mm -hmm. If I make one of these shots, I think we should think that the universe is letting us know that there's a chance that they are alive. Okay. Okay. And if you miss. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. yeah. Golly, there's a billionaire down here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. If you miss, they died the worst death of all time. I got you, buddy. Wow. Yes. Yes. I got you. All right. So now we know. Let's look to hear from them at least tonight or tomorrow. Can't wait for that. We'll be back with another big time program. We can't thank you enough for allowing us to do this every single day. You're the greatest humans on earth. Be a friend. Tell us, you know, not just a friend, maybe a stranger. Yeah. Sure. Let them know. Be a friend. Tell a human something nice might change your life. Goodbye.